0: And welcome to Cafe Booleans. Uh, this is possibly the last episode for the year, but we've got an extra special episode for you today. I'm here with the friends Costa, Susanna, Alex, and I am John. And we may have some other people popping in today. We'll see we'll see what happens. It's a busy but cafe. You never know what it, happens around here. It is a busy cafe we're in right now. And if you hear cafe sounds right now, those are definitely legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, to start us off today, I think Alex was going to talk about the community poll that we had
1: from the last episode. Yeah, that is right, John. So we had the community poll over on the AGD Discord, Adelaide Game Developer Discord. Uh, the poll from the last episode, we were talking about um, Game Jams with the um, Global Game Jam coming up in on January 28th. Um, that uh, Unisa will be hosting with uh, Susanna and um, Amelia. Um, so we, we were asking what, um, what, you know, what stories, what lessons do you have? And um, we got a pretty good response. Um, won't go too much into them because we want to do a, you know, a game jam episode before it gets closer, where we can go a bit more in depth into, you know, maybe talk to some friends who have done done these game jams, the Global Game Jam, other ones. Um, to prep people for if they haven't done one before, you know, what they found. So, yeah, got a good response. Um, Kathy, avid listener as always, um, jumped in and, uh, you know, she divided hers up into lessons and benefits. And if there's anyone to listen to about Game Jam stories, it is her because if you've gone to a Game Jam locally, you've seen her. She comes to all of them, which is awesome. So some of the lessons that she found was – you work hard with strangers over a short period of time making something new. You always find yourself doing tutorials to make something a new way and you always work slightly different in a new team. And another lesson learned was getting to know new people and personalities. So I guess hers is really based around the idea of, you know, um, being there kind of, in, kind of in person, I guess, um, but definitely not doing it on your own. So that seems to be the through line with that. Um, is it lessons for a, a team setup Benefits. You end up with a project that you can put in your portfolio. You end up with new people you can trust, uh, which is awesome. I was actually, I was like, that's how you and I met, John. But that is not true. You and I just did the same jam. But but,
0: but for the purposes of today, we'll say it's true.
1: That, yeah. You know what? I remember that jam you and I did.
0: Remember that jam? The one we met at. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. That was.
1: Were you making the, the game? That game thing. And you, you were doing the, the sounds thing with the ears. The vibration. I'm making the jam, but. That's it. The (laughs) Um, (laughs) The sounds thing. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And Alex Um, had the ears. (laughs) I I had the
1: ears, you know, so I could appreciate what you were doing, you know. It
0: took (laughs) took me a while. Alex Alex was the team's ear guy. You know. (laughs) Every every team needs an ear guy. Uh, If you have an eye person as well uh, to look at the game, that helps a lot. Um, someone with fingers often helps with programming but that's not always needed so. Alex, oh,
1: Alex's entire role is just him going yep sounds good <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds all right. I don't know what you needed me for I don't know what I
3: drove all the way for but. <laughs>
1: um, and then <laughs> um, she said you always have uh, new skills after a game jam and new things you want to try and then she mentioned that there was a few games that have come out of a game jam um, she says she believes Hacknet, Expand and Hollow Knight which definitely for a fact that did come out of a game jam oh wow I'm pretty sure, now. I'm saying I'm pretty sure, but I'm pretty sure it came out of the Holy Night came out of the game jam. Um, not the whole game, of course. They then develop it further. <laughs> that um, would
0: be very impressive. It would be, wouldn't it? Because how, how long is that game? It's like twenty hours.
1: I don't know. It's a premium game, so it has to be oh, at least can eight you Im- hours.
0: Can you imagine if one day we can make game play time as fast as it takes? No. So let's say it takes you 20 hours to make a game. That game ends up being 20 hours long. Oh my God. That gosh. would be awesome. I mean, you can probably currently do it, it would just be a very boring
1: game.
2: <laughs> yeah, I could do it, but it's, it's it heaps boring. It's like walk to the other end of the room three times, then jump up and down. There you go. Well, I, I doubled
1: it. <laughs> I was going to say, would the quickest game to make be a, a text based game? And I'm like, that's a stupid thing to say, Alex. A text based game would not be a simple <laughs> game to make. Um,. Anyway, so uh, Chef Lundstrom, um, every game jam I've joined in have given me this wonderful path to look back on and see how I've grown. With each one, I can pinpoint what the hardest parts were and how easy it would be f- for me to do now. Um, so, in that sense, I think game jams are more than just learning opportunities. Um, yeah, so I guess it's like a checkpoint on you know seeing what you've learned. Um, one of the biggest lessons was um, get at basically. Have things, I was just say, like, get out of your comfort zone. He's saying the opposite. <laughs> he's saying work to your comfort zone. So I guess you're going to be working on things that go out of your comfort zone. So, but have, have an aspect you can return to in your game. So he likes level design. So when he's doing technical stuff and it's getting too much, he knows he can go back to the level design and blow off some steam. So it's it's still working, but you're, you know, it's it's like writing a huge list of to-dos, and still achieving the like the low energy ones, low energy for you, low br- brain power ones for you, ones that actually feel rewarding. And then um, Adrian Impido- Impidovo, um, who has been a you know big listener since day one, um, he said he hasn't actually completed a game jam before on the deadline. So as in like he hasn't finished it in time. Um, but he said that it's taught him to work with others because he usually develops by himself, um, and he doesn't see that not finishing a jam as a failure because he's learned so much during the process, which is a, you know, a really good thing to take away from that. Um, and you can still take and expand whatever you've made after the jam is over. Like, I mean, yeah. Hollow Knight, Hacknet, net, expand. Huh? Good pun. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking that I was like, are these guys going to think I'm just telling them to finish this off? <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you so much everyone for the, for the feedback on that. Um, yeah.
0: yeah that's awesome getting the uh yeah people uh, discussing uh, the poll here and this is why we do it as well because like there's so many people with different kind of experiences and perspectives here uh, that's really cool to hear from the community on these things mm. and I think we' we're seeing like a lot of similar trends there as well mm-hmm. uh, like <laughs> I mean it would have been interesting if someone did come and they're just like, yeah, I had a horrible experience on a game jam. Like, it would have been it- interesting for contrast, but like, we definitely didn't see that. Yeah. Um, now most, I'm tempted and to think, I think, more. yeah, I think it was that next poll. <laughs> What's your worst jam experience?
1: <laughs> yeah. I could see what I, I, could, I could imagine just being completely unprepared. Like, as in, like, in, in more ways than one. Like, one, if you couldn't actually, like, if you're working by yourself and actually couldn't finish a game. That would be a, it wouldn't be bad, but I think for you as a person, you would feel bad. Or, as I said last time, not planning your time properly, thinking you have to yeah. stay up for 48 hours. Well,
0: We're I mean, not here, finding a if
2: you, team. I reckon that yeah. would be pretty horrible. Oh, that, that would suck.
1: <laughs> but
0: I mean, even in those cases, like, it looks like some of the things we've seen in answers here, like not completing a game before the deadline, uh, but like that person was saying that they still learnt so much, kind of thing. So mm. it's like, even it's when the there's a the negative thing.
1: Yeah. 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 But no, yeah, so we'll do, a, I guess, another episode closer to the the jam towards the end of, I guess it'll be in a couple episodes' time. Um, and, yeah, we'll try and get some people on who have who've done these jams, get Susanna. What are we, we going to call it? Jamboolians? <laughs> Jamboolians. Jambolan. <laughs> Jambolan. J- <jamb-a-lam. laughs> Now we
0: got just it. don't call it, call, it call it Pearl anymore. Jam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we have to avoid
0: copyrights here. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe if we spell Pearl different, like Pearl, like the programming language. Oh. How uh, that like not got an A in it? No, nah, I think it's just nice, P-E-R-L. Yeah. What about the bullshit? Well, my daughter s- calls Veggie
2: Mite Jammy Mite. That's a good one. That's the Australian <laughs> version, eh? <laughs> <though>, yeah. <like. laughs>
4: Who's Ancaster, we'll call it what? Something about a recipe, I don't know, like a jam recipe. Oh, I like that. Oh, do they Whoa. corny, like, take two sprinkles of yeah. Persistence. What's, one sprinkle of... Wait, a dash of level design. Yeah.
2: Two of Alex's ears. Yes. What's the
1: that thing that's <laughs> like
0: jam, but it's not jam? Was it marmalade? Marmalade, yeah. Oh, that's a shitty jam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's like isn't marmalade bootleg jam. It's like, isn't like it why isn't jam? it
2: jam, eh? Hey? Like... <laughs> Strawberry, jam, raspberry, jam, apricots, no, marmalade. (laughs) Marmalade, yeah.
0: Sometimes I buy marmalade just to be angry at the
1: fact that it's not jam. (laughs) It's not even finished. There's still like chunks of peel in there. It's made by that one person who's convinced it's good. They're like, oh, come on, guys. Add a little sugar to it. It's okay. Like, Anyway. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't realize I had these feelings about marmalade it really it's like marmalade.
4: a sweet sure, it like a sweet version of chutney <laughs> chutney well what's what's chutney uh, chutney's what? like savory but it's like okay. a savory so it's just unsweetened sauce. it's unsweetened yeah sometimes it's sweet
0: so all right at what point does it become soup
4: mm that's a good question all i know is that alex won't eat, eat it if it's soup i oh, won't yeah, if oh, it's okay wet. <laughs>
2: oh i used to oh, hate really? soup i used to hate it and then what one made day you I was like it like, <laughs> i don't know one like? day i was just like well actually i think it was being pregnant which is really weird because it changes like everything about your body and like what you like oh yeah, yeah alex was, you're
0: saying
1: it was the same thing for you right
0: yeah, yeah I, I was wondering pre-
2: if that's what happened <laughs> to you you just need to get pregnant and then you'll like soup
1: <laughs> I've, I've heard of the pickle craving but i haven't heard of a soup craving
4: the way you said yeah, that, I Alex, as well, like, you were just like, why would you like that? What made you like that? <laughs> so, yeah, why would, that? Like why, why would anyone like soup? I don't understand. Like it's half digested. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like that you guys know solid foods exist, right? Like there's other <laughs> things out there.
0: Like Well, like you're meant to eat solid foods as well from time to time. Unless you're doing the
1: soup diet. But <laughs> is, oh, which, which I think
0: maybe you should do just to like pure. I am exposure a fussy therapy. cat. I will not eat
1: wet food. I won't eat sauce. I won't eat <laughs> Jams, I won't eat. Okay. Soup. All right. So you go on about like how Italian you are. Right? <laughs> From time to time. So can you not eat tomato sauce then? I hate it. I make lasagna and I don't eat it. Um, I know, I just know what it should look like. Um, yeah. I, I'd go to my Nuna's and have pasta and butter and it would break her heart. I'm like, I'm like anything that can leave like anything on your face freaks me out. So I'm like, not if not other not people do it.
2: Face. Yeah, not my face. my you face. Know, this is
1: the money maker. You know, um, his face or his ears. Yeah, face, yeah I, I need to ensure my face and my ears. <laughs> um, I don't know how we got into my weird eating habits. This, this, <laughs> no, that's all right. Alex does it's make important. a very is good it lasagna. It's important though? for
0: people in, Adelaide, in the Adelaide game industry to know this. Yeah, don't crucial. bring
1: me soup <laughs> and we're going to get along fine. But I have such a well, need to be liked that I won't even tell you that I hate it. I'll just be like, this is, you, this you is you amazing. Just do
0: the thing where you like tip it past your mouth, but you pretend to be eating <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's well, I was going to ask you if you wanted to share these fries in the cafe here, but I've covered them with some other sauce.
0: Yeah, what? that would keep me away from it. That, that's how you protect them from Alex. Um,
1: But yeah, so Game Jam... <laughs> um look forward to that and yeah don't bring any wet foods um all right first so
0: i just spat my coffee
1: (laughs) see okay i need to i need to clarify that drinks are okay i i do drink my species does absorb moisture we just don't like it being left on our face that's how it works there's more of you it has to be I think I I feel like it's more of an ET situation I've just been left here I'm getting progressively more and more sick phone but home. they'll come back oh, eventually
2: The Sauce There's your band name The anti Sauce the the I love
0: it so Oh good. man Oh, oh, Susanna, because you you can come up. Oh no, you're not the one coming up with the theme for the game jam. But I was gonna say, like, if you could make it sauce or something, force it to be like I would wet food related.
2: <laughs> Whatever it is, we'll just like switch it around to sauce. Like, it's like everybody. World Peace, and we're like, we need no sauce for Alex to be a part of World Peace. <laughs> there we go.
1: If you could, if it yeah. be like a dry rock jam, I would I would love that. Wait, that came out funny. <laughs> dry rock jam, a game jam. About dry things. I don't well, know. Jam's not very dry. Yeah, I don't know, that's why I don't eat jam- it, it struggles me to India. say game jam but and not picture it. You know what it is? Okay, there's a Sanford episode where um, George is eating a Sunday at the tennis and he gets it all over his face. That is like my recurring nightmare slash fear with wet food. It's the, so I have this, to skip that scene. I can't point.
0: watch it. Was this the point where you decided you didn't want wet food to be a part of your life?
1: Uh, well, I don't think it was ever a. I don't know. It was kind of facilitated. It was like, life
2: changing. <laughs>
1: yeah, like my food's never had to touch or anything like that. <laughs> I don't think I just said, yeah, that's this. This lines up with my belief system. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs>
2: What about if you had a beard And the food touched your beard Is that okay Because it's not your. That's
0: skin. even worse That's hey, even hey, look, worse Well look Alex has long hair So I mean He could accidentally Be dipping his ponytail Into that
1: Oh I did that recently mm. um, <laughs> not, not on purpose I dipped My my you hair got stuck In some to kind to of like furniture. Jam or
4: something and Jam we're stuck in jam And we've come full circle <laughs> it,
1: wasn't, it wasn't my there
4: jam are, either Because I don't eat jam In what situation Are you in Where your hair touches jam I don't
2: remember I don't Someone else this <laughs> jam too. When, when like, he's
4: trying to avoid marmalade or soup.
1: <laughs> Who was I with? The side of my hair got stuck. In t- it was like stick. Like it all got stuck together.
4: You have to like make your hair go in jam for it to go in there. Oh, this wasn't an effort. I didn't even know what happened. i had to go my and like wash my hair jam in the bathroom.
2: Marmalade.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the weirdest
1: flex ever. That's
0: so
3: bad.
1: All right, guys. So make sure that you get
0: into the game jam as much as Alex's hair gets. Into it. <laughs> And uh there will be dates coming on that sometime, I believe.
1: I'm going to get trolled with wet food and jam now. I just know it. <laughs> jam <Yeah>. gifts. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> we are getting off of the wet food. And um the first story of um the podcast is uh Japan is set to open its first esports high school in Shib- Shibuya. Sh- uh,
2: Shibuya, yeah, yeah, Shibuya. It's that place yeah. with that big crossing that you see in all the oh, movies. Man. Oh. Like,
0: yeah. Have you played the world ends with you? No, no. This is where you're all meant to be. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Oh, no, I, Pat, I, don't if, I don't know if Pat's joining us tonight, but he loves that game. So I'll bring it up when he's back on. But um, it's a game made by the guys that did uh, Final Fantasy, but it's like present day Tokyo, and it's set in sh- Shibuya which is like the shopping
4: district of Tokyo.
0: Oh, okay. that's cool. Is Shibuya
4: um, close to, is it Akihabara where it's all the game? Akihabara, yeah. So it's like a
2: different part of Tokyo, but yeah, they're all in Tokyo. Okay. Ah.
1: Cool. Okay, that makes
2: sense. That Akihabara is so so cool. It's so noisy. It's like full of all these arcade machines that... Have There's like a pachinko machine. Um, yeah. oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. I went in one and I swear it's like the noisiest thing that I've ever experienced. Like just so many, like hundreds and hundreds of those pachinko machines all going at the same time. Like just you can't even imagine what that sound is like. It's like if you looped it and then offset like a thousand million times. <laughs> like how, hell, <laughs> and like how much I just thought I was going insane from the noise. Like and the,
1: the, m- the mood of the players. Is- I've only seen footage, but it looks like it doesn't reflect what the game is. Like, they're all just like zombie
4: like, just putting the money in. Dead serious.
2: Yeah. Arcades are dead serious there, right? Like, yeah.
4: (laughs) I think uh, Sega does a lot of the pachinko machines still over there. They got a huge um, presence. Yeah, right. And there
2: Evangelion ones. Wow. Like, they're those themed ones for like anime. So it's like, yeah, Evangelion Mm. pachinko. And it's so nice though. Like I left, we left all our stuff there for some reason by accident, like me and my partner. And then like we, we went back to our hotel and we, was like, we were like, oh, look, we literally left all of our stuff, like our wallets <laughs> and our phone. <laughs> jackets. And we go back to the arcade and we're like, yo, like we left all our stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, here it is. And they've neatly folded and like oh, 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 so uh, jackets and everything and just give it back yeah. to you. It's all there perfect because it's just so nice. I
0: I found that when I was in Japan too. uh, Of the places I've been, it's definitely the safest. Like I felt safer in Japan than I did do in Australia. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't realize it until I was like I got back on the plane to come back to Australia with other Australians. And not that like they were doing anything wrong, but like just the guys have that kind of like big blokey kind of atmosphere around them kind of thing where it's like Just a little bit of like fighting (laughs) attitude kind of thing. Even if it's not. Fighting
2: around the world.
0: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) It's just like the way they hold themselves. Whereas could help that I'm like two feet taller than everyone in Japan. But (laughs) but like I felt completely safe. Everyone was super helpful and I was just, yeah. If you're going to go traveling anywhere in the world, that's like good level one. That's like. Tutorial land for, for World Cup. <laughs>
1: it only really gets harder from here, <laughs> pretty much. Well, when you said Susanna, you left your you left your wallet in the uh, in a in an arcade. I just went. The equivalent would be okay. You left your wallet at the pokies, and I'm like, you're never seeing that again. Like, yeah, so don't even go gone, back right?
5: for
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. Anyway, so this place um, is opening the world's first esports high school um, in April. So it's a regular high school. Um, as in, you know, they teach high school subjects, but there's also going to be a focus on esports and the teachers are going to be um esport players. So they'll be playing oh, wow. first person shooters, third person shooters, real time strategies, multiplayers, online battle arenas. Um if they even have the stats of the of what the students are getting. Um so uh, you know, when oh, who was it? Kevin yeah, Rudd getting gave 30, everyone 70s. the laptop. Yeah. yeah, they're getting 3070s, <laughs> 3070s, uh, i7, 1170s gaming PCs. Um, oh, that's hold insane. Up, sorry. Let, me,
4: let me just quickly stream you the uh, the website. The, the website? website,
1: oh, that looks so cool. Whoa, so people
0: listening, they like, it's they look like Pokemon characters, Is yeah. Awesome? Like, the, they've got like for people listening, yeah, it's like they've got kind of anime. Versions of students. This
4: What's is, the URL? This is what it uh, esports-hs.com. Look at look at what it looks like inside. This is oh, like, right.
2: like I want to go here. Can we go here? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You we know, should. <laughs> like the target demographic for this is like kids, right? Like this, look at is, this. looks really appealing. Like <laughs> mm.
4: they they even list I- out the uh, the specs of your machine here. Isn't yeah, right.
1: But it, like the, the photo that Kost is showing us, it looks like a control room in like a sci-fi movie. Like the name I think it's yeah. the name of the school is like printed on the ceiling and neon lights.
4: Like it's it looks
2: amazing.
4: Yeah. It looks like some it version. definitely
2: looks like straight out of Omega. Like it, Yeah. It looks like amazing.
4: an esports version of Squid Games or something like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How are you gonna convince the parents though? Because this uh, is high school. This isn't university. Like university already would be pretty tough. Lude. You've got to FPS
0: TPS. Maybe be getting uh, scholarships. I can't think of the word scholarships. Yeah, thank well, you. Well, that's that brings so up. It's a good just point. like a sports high school, but it's like these these are sports. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. This and is they're the Monday still doing, doing
2: thing. regular classes, right? So they're still going to get their qualification. Like,
1: yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, and and they' teach a
2: lot of stuff through games too. Like, you know,
1: well, exactly, the they, playing they,
2: Call of Duty, that's history. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we learn well, all about World War II. <laughs> the,
1: yeah. The, the byproduct of this is that they're also, not byproduct, part of the curriculum, I should say, is they're teaching them um, how to stream, um, you know, how to work in VR, uh, you know, program. I think... Uh, yeah. Um, also, programmers, game writers, game designers. So it looks like it's it's not just going to be a school on being playing esports. It's everything to do with esports, um, which makes so much sense. Like mm. from a bigger picture of mm. not just the five years you're in school. Yeah. They're setting up. To, can you go up again? They're sorry, setting up sorry, their just... um their whole ecosystem to pump out game developers, people to play those games, people to broadcast it to the world. It's a bigger picture.
0: I I just saw on there, uh, if you go up again, Costa. Yeah, yeah. um, They've got a bit there about, they've got the game training. Just go Mm. up a little bit more. Mm. Yeah. And then care training there as well. So learning to take care of their mental health, body care, eye care, dietary education, all the kind of non-gaming stuff so they can also be like the fittest gamers and fittest streamers.
4: That's it's V cool. VTubers so cool. as well? It's kind of like they've gamified school in a way. Yeah. You know, the way yeah. even, even the way they're describing it and that sort of stuff, like, what school do you go to? Like, what school website can you visit and it looks like this and it also just it's almost like a product. Do you know what I mean? It's like here are the features yeah. of the product. It's like a big no risk, school yeah. is like that. Every every other school you see I mean maybe that's just the you know maybe that's, that's so different cool, in other like, countries the
0: idea of yeah. being like excited to go to a, mm. like a high school like this I think that's so valuable yeah,
2: it that. feels I like mentioned. they've really embraced this idea of like games for learning and games can be a part of learning like and th- this to the point where like I'm an academic in that area but like it seems like they don't even need academics in that area because it's like so like ingrained mm. now do you know what mm. I mean like they're past people like me because it's just like so good. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> you can never be past people like you, Suzanne. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing we were t- we were talking about that in the last episode as well, which is um, you know, I feel like good education always has a has a place because you can't like yeah, you're you could you could learn anything online, but you can learn the wrong things online. Like you still need that mentoring, which is what this has done. It's 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 mentoring people how to use a a wild west landscape, which is the okay. internet. Also, uh, I really want to know if that website, it, it's using like a really vibrant green and I really want to know if the hexadecimal is 00cc00. There's a uh, reason behind that. It's It is.
2: is, totally it is <laughs>
1: yeah. it's like bright green. And that's my debug color whenever I do web development or any kind of, I use OOCCOO. And the reason is because it's Link's tunic color in the original NES game. And it's, they also named the species of Zelda character, the Oku, which are those weird ah. chicken things in Twilight oh, Princess after, after the hexadecimal the of number. his, outfit wow. so if you ever that need a sense. debug color o-o-c-c-o-o and you'll get that bright green
2: and that was like one of the first that was the first web safe green too was it i think so yeah oh my wow. gosh.
4: that's cool i love how you visit the website and it's got first person shooter third person shooter real-time strategy and moba listed like what school do you go what yeah you, you don't put do you shooter go on a high you school got, website you got guns on there yeah that is
1: just crazy that's so that's yeah. the other thing is how do you think well I mean it's a totally different culture. Say the okay. Okay. A few questions. One, is this working in Australia? Two, why isn't it working in Australia? Like <laughs> why would we not allow this? And three, is it a good idea? I mean, I guess we're all gonna say it's a good idea.
2: Yeah, well I try and do kind of water down in my teaching at uni, like uh, we use games for learning and we're learning to make games. So we've got things like playable lectures where you play a little mini game to explore lecture content. But how cool would it be if you had a whole course and I've been talking about wanting to do this for a while but there's a lot of red tape to get around. But how cool would it be if you had a whole course that was literally playing a game and as you played the game, you were demonstrating core concepts in game design to the point mm. where it was determining if you're in a, if you're able, like if you've got those capabilities in you, like it's assessing you as you go through. Like you know how games assess us? Like there's a real famous quote by this James Paul G. Um, academic and he's like, oh, when you finish, when you do algebra, the teacher gives you an algebra test, but when you play Halo, you finished Halo. No one gives you a Halo test. Mm, we assume mm. that the design of Halo is enough to say you finished Halo. Yeah, How cool right. would it be if we had a course like that?
4: That's pretty cool. It, it's games you kind of learn as you go, and you you incorporate your learnings, and that's all. What I mean, like core pillar of game design is helping the player yeah. learn.
2: Mm. It's cool, and um, this is called stealth assessment, and it's like assessing you but hidden in the mechanics mm. of the game. Mm. Yeah. Oh, right like if you're this, doing
4: bad, there's you're either not learning or the like all the difficulty is too, you know
2: too high, yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. That's a very
1: good point. Because there's um there's a thing that people say that schools are more just testing your ability to recall information rather mm. than actually mm-hmm. make you learn something.
2: Apply it, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. But if so, you want to be I- an
2: esports Like gamer and you're literally at school learning to do that and playing esports in a team
4: like
2: Mm. you're being assessed right like yeah (laughs) Yeah. even
4: um even like there's there's courses you can do when you're in high school like a cousin of mine is doing a course to learn digital art like i don't understand why you couldn't do a course like that for esports
1: yeah Mm. Like, a, like an extracurricular yeah, kind like of a, thing you know, or is it like part a, of the curriculum?
4: Well, like a, you can do it. It's like an external, you know, it's through, I think, uh, in South Australia, like uh, is it VET or maybe TAFE? I, I think it's offered through that or something. A VET yeah. course, I think it is. Um, a VET yeah, course through TAFE? Like a, like a little module, yeah. Like th- that would be something that could, if people were interested in making that, be cool to try out and, and test out. I guess the, the issue would just be trying to map that to some n- curriculum. Yeah. yeah, like maybe f- it isn't w- developed yet.
1: When I first saw this article, uh like uh, my my you know, ashamedly, my first thought was just skepticism. Like for mm. like you know, twenty seconds, I was just like, what? Like, but it came from a like our way of doing things, like a, like yeah. an old fashioned way, kind of. Uh, and it wasn't like I thought it was a bad idea. I was just like, hey, going to my thing was how you going to convince the parents to let their kids go there or something like that. Yeah. But, but if this is the way the world heads, you can't, like, you know, even talking about the NFT stuff, like, if this mm. is the way the world heads, like, we're just going to get left behind if we don't do this. If if other countries are already making this move, mm. um,
2: There was this, this study they did in um, high school and primary school teachers, and it was about, and parents, and it was about kids playing games at school to learn. And it was, they got the kids' point of view, like, how much do you think you learn from games? And the kids were like, a lot like all the kids were really enthusiastic and the teachers could see quite a lot of learning. They were pretty successful. But they asked the parents and they were like, it was it was like f- more than half of the parents believed that their kids shouldn't have fun at school or they weren't learning.
5: Uh, <laughs>
0: <that's-> <laughs> they're like if I if I wasn't allowed to have fun, then you should be
5: toxic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, hmm, okay. So I think that's a big thing that we need to kind yeah. of but you'd imagine that maybe like like last time we were talking about the average age of gamers, right? we are saying it's like 35 now. So, Mm. like our generation should be accepting of games in our kids when they grew. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So, maybe that's a generational shift that we'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at the website for Cedar College, which is one of the sports colleges we've got here in South Australia. So, that's S-E-D-A. Oh, yeah. Um, so, even though this isn't games, but this is essentially the same thing as a esports college, I guess. Um, so, if our culture or when our culture gets more shifted towards esports, potentially it would look something like this. But um, one of the things talking about why they're different from uh, generic high schools is Cedar College students experience a unique education pathway because of our relationships with several of South Australia's leading sporting organisations. So, they're involved in industry experiences they won't find anywhere else. And so, oh, that would cool. probably be if we were to open a esports high school or even just a game development high school, mm. um, I guess that's where it could stand out is having those industry links.
4: Yeah. Something that mm. I actually wanted to share real quick now. I had something that I had seen uh, a few months ago actually, but it was an esports competition for schools in Australia. This is someone who knows their market. I, I bet we're all laughing at the same thing. The sponsor is me goring noodles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's awesome. Noodle partner. It's actually noodle partner.
4: But this is an interesting thing and it's all it's open to Australian high schools, aged uh, students aged 13, five weeks of competition per term, professionally broadcast matches each week, merit awards, opportunity to hone skills and the champion wins um, a, a display to upgrade a classroom. Including installation training by ViewSonic, and they've actually broken it down. So this ran this year, term by term, and with games, it's actually like it's actually listed Smash Brothers, Ultimate, Rocket League. League. Yeah, that's awesome. And look what if Nintendo knows about this. Look at these photos (laughs) because I remember seeing an article about this maybe a few months ago. Where is this? uh, It's Australia wide.
1: Oh, this is a university.
4: No, no, it's a, no high school. Mm, it's done high for school. high
0: school students. And I it looks like this they really just cool. play from wherever
4: they are. Yeah. And they probably just do yeah, exactly.
0: So uh, for
4: people listening, what should they search to find this, Costa? Uh, you can search up Acer High School's Cup um, or AEL This Costa, um this platform we're on, oh. it records
1: the video, right? Like the yeah. screen share you got. Yep. Um. All right. Let's overcommit. I'm. I'm gonna overcommit. Uh, let's. Let's. We'll, we'll. embed this. I'm gonna hey, embed this. A, we've actually got a guest
4: waiting in the waiting
1: room. Oh, do we? Oh, we, 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 we talk about waiting rooms and guests. So what, do you, what do you mean? We're just in a
4: cafe. <laughs> we have just some a casual them. cafe. <laughs> we, we have mean, a guest pass. slowly walking through walking the front pass. door of the cafe. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. Cool.
0: Let's see if they can make their way into the cafe. (laughs) i see them parking their car. Where's the button?
2: (laughs) They're doing like a 300-point turn here.
3: (laughs) I think I'm live. I would hope I am anyways. Hey, how are you? I
0: think. Hey, Damo, how's it going? Dr. Damo?
3: Well, well, Ned. I had one of those moments where I shouted at the missus, where's my super suit?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, sorry, uh, Dr. Damo, are you able to turn yourself down a little bit by
1: any chance? Yeah, sure. I can. Give me a second.
0: Cool. Cheers. We're just getting a little bit of peeking there.
1: So, welcome to the cafe, Dr. Damo.
0: Yeah, so we we're, we're just talking about uh, how there is a high school program uh, presented by Acer and a few other people uh, for getting people doing esports and esports competitions. Have you heard anything about this?
3: No, I tend to be a bit more of a shot in when it comes to online news and media. So, this would be the first.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're it's talking the about first time we've heard about it, too. Yeah, sorry,
3: Alex. No, no, no. you're right. I interrupted you. We're talking about how um, I'm um, guessing my, sorry, no, I'm guessing right. my microphone's the level is okay now.
0: Uh yeah, we, that's all right. We we
1: can fix it in post as well
0: <laughs> if we need to. So, but you you won't be distorting now. So
1: yeah, go on. Awesome. Yeah. So we're just talking about how um Japan next year um in, uh, what city did I say it was it Shibuya? Was Shibuya. Uh, um. Opening up an esports high school um, next uh, April, I want to say. Um, so it's a regular high school, but they're also I don't know if you can see the the stream up there, the screen share. But yep. that's the school's website. They're basically here on the
2: cafe wall. Here
1: on the, on cafe, the cafe wall, wall yeah, on, on the TV monitors. On um, <laughs> <Like> Susanna's laptop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's a it's a regular high school basically. Like they still have the same high school curriculum, but a bunch of a teachers are esports players um so they're teaching students you know how to play online how to get into it same as like a, a sports school really or sports college like in america um but also uh how to stream how to create vr content um program write games game design so it's getting them at a at a high school age and I was saying about So how basically,
3: it's giving the uh, the hopes and dreams to every E-Pogger wannabe, basically, right?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, and and, and and the phrase "Pogger" has come up again.
5: Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> back back the Telstra. second time tonight we've been talking about. It. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Pogger's been cancelled. Fantastic. But um, no, I mean, like it's a it's a whole building a whole eco. I think it's a it's a long term. Um, you know, it, it's since they're you know, targeting, you know, people to stream the games, but also the people to make the games. They're just building up their ecosystem. Like if Adelaide had that, if we had a program that taught game development and how to play the games, you've just designed an entire ecosystem. Mm
5: -hmm. Even John pointed out on the
1: website, there's a whole care training palette to it. So how to look after yourself, your diet, you know,
4: concentration, um, just be a healthy person while playing video games. That would be cool, like, if you had a whole year and you did half the year building in a competitive game and then spent half the year, like, trying to, I mean, that's, like, pretty tight deadlines to make a competitive game. But, um, yeah, that would be an interesting thing to, to try out.
2: But, Dr. Demo, you lived in Japan, didn't you, for a while. Did you um, find that or do you think that parents might have a bit kind of more accepting view towards their children playing games or learning about games than we might find here.
3: Have you heard of the hikikomori? I have, yes, <laughs> to a friend. <laughs> yeah. Th- that would be the answer <laughs> to that question.
2: Uh, could could okay, you ex- so it's explain kind of for,
3: people,
0: uh, for so, people listening who don't know what that is? Could you let them know, Dr. Demi?
3: A uh, hikikomori is basically somebody that uh, prefers to just live by themselves. Often it's with their parents and basically is very reclusive. as Duff I play video games they have an extension of this one. I think it's an extension called "neat," as in not in employment, uh, education, or training, which is the same thing. You're a reclusive individual, but don't have any future outlook for yourself. You just sit at home and play video games all day every day. And it's kind of a kind of a big issue, especially given the the recent, the maybe not so recent otaku phase that uh, started over in Japan. It's become a bit of a a government known problem over there. Mm. Yeah, that-
0: do, do you think something like a high school like this may help some people in that position? If if conventional high schools, they feel are not for them, they're not interested in uh, the direction they're headed, do you think that this may offer something for some of those people?
3: Uh, I think it'll offer a lot actually. Um, there's a bit of a difference here between what it offers and whether it gets accepted or not. I doubt it's going to get very well accepted especially to the older audience. But the amount of good that it's going to end up doing is, I think, the thing that's going to make it stick around for a bit longer.
5: Mm. Yeah, because
1: right. that's that's the thing is, because um, as, as opposed to like a college where the the students are adults, um, these are this is high school. So this is age like what thirteen to 17, 18, which means it's still within the parents' control to actually right. send
3: their kid there. Right. Well, no, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that is, it's it'll be interesting. We want to revisit it, I guess in a year we'll see uh at the mm. end of year 2022 if if this is still going mm-hmm. and, and how it's gone but um just before you jumped on dr damo costa um pointed out that there there is a we have a version of this here mm. uh, which is ASA a
3: high
4: school's cup competition yeah oh, it's a competition also oh, that's isn't?
3: why that's because i knew about the esports thing over in japan but i didn't know we had something like that similar down here
2: Apparently, yeah. we've got a, a league for high schools, which we didn't know about. So we're all very <laughs> excited.
3: Yeah.
5: Proudly we sponsored by Indomie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we have reached boomer levels. We are no longer aware of what the youth are doing. <laughs>
2: oh, it's the same as the university league. So we do have a university league. I know we've got a UniSA team. And mm. it looks like this is um, the high school version of that, of the the Acer University Esports League.
4: What is this? That's
0: cool. I like uh, this. Susanna, f-
3: I'm waiting to sit in with my webcam. If you can accept. Oh, sorry. Just oh,
1: saw sorry. that. Yeah. Is that the um? A- is that uh? The, uh what's his, his name? Vince <laughs> yeah. Vaughn. That is Vince Vaughn. Okay.
2: I thought it was John C. Riley.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! It is.
2: It's
0: actually Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? They've got a stock. They've got a is. stock image of Vince Vaughn. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah.
0: oh my
1: god! That's amazing. <laughs>
3: that I'm unfamiliar Vince. with this person. Who was this? It's a, a really actor, famous actor. Like it's that. a
1: stock photo, but they've just put
3: he in like put his
1: face on it. It's,
0: it's kinda like putting like Brad that Pitt Nicolas in an image.
2: Cage, yeah, Nicholas yeah. Textbooks.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. That makes sense now. <laughs> swear, yeah,
0: unless it's not actually Vince Vaughn and it's just uh, like a lookalike who he's I swear, it believes, looks More like, like John photo. C.
2: Riley. You, you guys yeah. are crazy. So for, those, <laughs> so for those, so for those,
4: so for those who are listening. Um, the esports Australian esports competition website has an image which is for FAQs or um, s- or looking for questions, and it's got a photo of Vince Vaughn <laughs> photoshopped on it someone was, on a but stock Vince, image. John
2: C. Riley.
4: <laughs> it is not John C. Riley. Vince right. Vaughn
2: isn't He's even like
1: like a meme. Like like Vaughn. it's not even like they know their audience and they're um they just chucked him in as a joke. That just makes noise. There that is go. just
3: whatever good yeah, they're trying to do. What it are it you just talking about?
2: <laughs> you going, Vince Vaughn. <laughs>
0: Vince Vaughn. All right, this is our poll for the next week, guys. Is this um, Vince Vaughn? Is, is that picture Vince Vaughn or John C. Riley? <laughs> it is Vince Vaughn.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, That's but uh, this page does look good. Like they've got a lot of info, mm. particularly uh, probably for parents or educators, actually. So you know they're talking about Discord as their official communication channel, and what is Discord, and they're explaining it there. That's How is the it parents. going to be used? Because I know a lot of parents <laughs> get worried about uh, these
4: kind of things. So, well, this is an interesting thing. They've got a link to the Discord public. I wonder if that's a bit of an issue.
1: It's probably like you're not allowed into all the channels until yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. Sign Maybe up. you get invited yeah, get in uh,
4: because you know you're you're joining a, a Discord that's server right. full of high school. Kids essentially. Oh, that's so a good point. Yeah, yeah it doesn't good, look never like. about that one. Yeah. They,
0: I mean, mm. I don't know what they're doing, but they could get people to post like, like moderate, some verification uh, code or something. Yeah, and I wonder if
4: it's moderated and that sort of stuff as well. Mm. <laughs> well as it's good to see like, people, yes, people in
3: Online safety. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah,
2: very yeah, yeah. yeah, important.
4: It's very important. Well, it's part of the training. Huh? Uh, yeah, and even <laughs> even goes through the Rocket League, Smash Brothers Ultimate, and Overwatch. Yeah, like the games that are being played in this competition as well. It seems like there's prices as well for getting involved and yeah, really cool. That's great.
5: Mm.
4: Yeah.
1: All right. So, John, you got a a story for us.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I thought seeing as it's the last episode of the year, I thought we'd do a bit of a recap by looking at some of the video game stats from 2021. Um, And I found on Fortunely.com they've got a number of statistics, um, which they've gotten from uh, a few different places, such as the Game Developers Conference, um, Entertainment Software Association, uh, Clearfield International, Copia Institute, PC Gamer, EY. So these stats are coming from a few different places. Uh, But some of the key stats there, and I'll just go through these uh, five and then pick which one you find interesting. Uh, number one. Costa,
1: is that someone at uh, the door? Per- I don't think so.
5: Don't
1: think oh, what I can see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, there is. Yes, there is someone Wow, Alex, oh, if you don't actually. want to listen to me, just tell me. Well, you know, I'm looking at <laughs> the window. I
5: thought
2: that was hey. fact number one. I it's was like, what?
1: That's Pat. Hey, Pat. Uh, Hello.
0: How's it going? Hello We're just,
6: well, so we just talking about ju- a full-on crew here. You've come
0: just in time for us talking about... Video game stats uh, over 2021. Um, And so I'm just going to list off a few key stats that I got from an article here and then we can discuss whatever sounds interesting. So uh, number one, uh, apparently more than 57% of all game developers currently reside in the US. Number two, uh, revenue from free-to-play games amounts to over 85% of all game revenue. Oh my God. Number three, related to what we were just talking about, the global eSports industry is growing at a rate of 30% year over year. Number four, uh, the video gaming market is dominated by Valve's Steam platform with over 47% of game publishers selling their products on its storefront. And the fifth key stat is that there's over 2.2 billion mobile gamers in the world. That's which like a quarter of the population, right? If which that's true, insane. yeah, it would be.
2: What of the whole world around that. It
0: makes sense. Well, given unless,
3: every
6: single person I mean, it that just has says, a smartphone. It says 2.2 yeah,
0: billion mm-hmm. mobile gamers. So I don't know whether
6: they're. Well, yeah, you all have phones, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Someone. What got counts there. as a game, though? Unless you're <laughs> like,
1: in the audience of uh, Doom Eternal. Not yeah, Doom Eternal. No, not Doom Eternal. Fucking um, <laughs> Diablo. Yeah,
3: Diablo Three was it? Diablo Immortal, the, the latest one. Doom eternal. Yeah, that's it <laughs> doom eternal uh, um well, it is eternal yeah uh
1: the the free-to-play revenue makes sense global sport esport industry is growing around 30 percent year over year that's pretty cool so pat um just before you came in um we we're talking about japan having an esports high school just recognizing that um you know that it's a it's a thing to compete with actual sports. It's, you know, now it's in the education. But the thing about that high school is, it's not just teaching them how to play esports. It's teaching them how to stream, how to make games, how to write games, how to conduct yourself online, how to look after yourself, even just your normal health. Like it's just basically creating an ecosystem for game developers and people to play um, those games. So seeing a stat like global esports growing at a rate of thirty percent year over year that's reassuring for that kind of institution.
0: The, the one that really got me was the revenue from free-to-play games amounting to over 85% mm. of all game revenue.
3: Have you seen how hard mm. they have to market to get that? Yeah. When's yeah. the last time you didn't hear Rage Shadow Legends? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs>
2: I'll
6: tell you what, um, playing like Halo Infinite, getting achievements in that game, like in the single player... It was like zero point zero one percent of people have got this achievement. I'm like, (laughs) but also that's because it's the campaign, which is like the one thing you have to actually buy separately. Oh yeah! Oh, so everyone's playing the the, uh, multiplayer. That's right. right. Infinite
3: went free to play for multiplayer, didn't they? Yeah. Hey, didn't didn't Infinite go for free to play multiplayer? (laughs) They went like a
6: yeah the beta. No, the the entire multiplayer is free. It's just the campaign you have to buy.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, like Fortnite, like yeah, say. This- right,
3: that's In-game-
0: that's a pretty cool model actually. Because the purchases
3: are they for progression or are they for skins? I couldn't remember.
1: Uh,
6: I think it's battle pass.
1: Yeah,
3: they have a battle pass, but what was that for?
1: That's for multiplayer. So it's it's for skin. It's all cosmetics. Um, uh, like which is super annoying. That's like another side point, but like. You unlock. You have to do things to unlock the the ability to get the cosmetics. If you pay for battle pass, I guess that makes sense. You saying because it's free free to play, so they're still got to make their money somehow. So I guess if it wasn't free to play, if it was a paid multiplayer, they would just let you unlock
4: it. Well, yeah. This kind of goes back to the point you're saying about the revenue being over eighty five percent of you know all game revenue like mm. listen to the extent that that these de- that developers now have to go to to monetize and the value that these uh, game developers can get out of a single experience is is immense it's, it's it's huge like compare that to 20 years ago where you'd just purchase the one game and then perhaps there would be like one expansion pack to the game like now it's you know free entry into the game and then these long uh, I guess funnels to continuously spend in the game. So, yeah, i um I think that barrier to entry has been lowered so much that, yeah, people tend to spend more, get into it, and then get it you know get hooked and then continue to spend in the game. and And, yeah, the explosion of of mobile games is uh, contributing to that. So,
1: Pat, you're you... You're you're usually pretty clue with this stuff. Do you do you reckon then that this is just the way it's going to be from now on? We're going to see more. F- it's just free to play sort of things. Um, with the-, the only people I, that I can know. change like, such is us,
3: honestly, as game developers, unless we all took a stand and said no to doing this, then it's going to exist. Mm.
6: Like I think all pricing models have their place. Like you know, there are games like Assassin's Creed which are like. They're ludicrously long now. They're, like, 400-hour games. Yeah. And, like, you pay, like, a once-off price of, like... Like, I think um, Valhalla you can get for, like, 50 bucks now. And that's a huge game. Mm. Like, I gave up on it just because I played about 40 hours. Like, it was fine, but I was just, like, I don't want to keep spending hundreds of hours on it. Mm. Yeah. But, like, then you've got free-to-play games that people spend thousands of hours on. Yeah. And, like...
0: Okay, you rate a raised an interesting point which is tangential but I just want to touch on it is that whole because we're talking about pricing on games and we're using like how many hours the game is as a kind of quality marker mm. but that's not necessarily always the case right because like like you said you didn't finish it Um I was playing a game uh just this morning actually called Shadowverse which is like a Yu-Gi-Oh! rip-off because I get real <laughs> into my card games and it was a whole lot of fun but it was like super hard and I've spent like 10 hours trying to get past this one point so to the point where I finally like, I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> I probably should be doing other things <laughs> with my time. Uh, really enjoy the game. But like the amount of hours I'm going to put in, would I call that quality time? I mean, if I'm banging my head against the wall or... While well,
3: like we're segmenting the quality time, there's one more thing that we've got to add in. Most of the I think when most people play these free-to-play games, right? It's usually when they're doing something else, whether they're riding a train, sitting side seat into a car, or just generally we're going somewhere or we've just got the phone handy in front of us as we're playing. It's not like we're sitting at home, luxuriously sitting and playing this game. Usually we're at home, we're playing with the Xbox or the PC, something like this. Mm. So that's, those yeah. hours so like-
4: rack up. Depends on the
3: audience. Time, right? There
6: are people that have like 10 smartphones <laughs> and they play like Pokemon Go on each phone.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we're not talking about the hardcore 2% time, right?
0: <laughs> what, what, actually, they probably account for most of the revenue. I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I
2: remember last episode like, we were talking. Oh, sorry, you go, John. <laughs> I
0: was just going to say, look, I've seen people build like their own wooden kind of plates with all the, <laughs> all the smartphones just like essentially nailed <laughs> to the <laughs> wooden no. plate and they just walk around and just... Carrying that thing. Sorry, Susanna, go on.
2: Um, I was just going to say, like, last episode we were talking about, um, like, parents playing games Mm. and, like, people with care responsibilities and how their gaming habits change. And those long-hour games, like, you just can't do. So, like, I won't play a game. I won't touch a game if I hear that it's more than, like, 15 hours to finish. Mm. I just won't. Mm. Because I just know that it's unlikely I'll be able to find that time. So, what about, like,
1: when you get, um, like... I know. Actually, I, w- I want to focus on that for a bit because, yeah, that's that's a whole different market, isn't it? That you're yeah. mentioning Susanna because it's just yeah. games and that you're the- just locked out to.
2: Yeah, and that's why I think a big uh, market for casual gamers is people who have that experience, like who, mm. who need to do that.
3: Yeah, exactly. Back even to the- that I point, know. right? Most of these free-to-play games are designed to have that two to five minute cycle in mind mm. for those that don't have the time. Mm.
4: Yeah. Mm. But even the cost for like the cost for hours, you know what I mean? Like that—that's just becoming irrelevant now with Game Pass and everything like that. It's just you pay once a month and you get thousands of hours of games. It's—it's it's where you want to spend your time. Yeah, that is built for me. Do you
2: think? Do you think too? Like you know how like um in that we were talking last week about that, and we were talking about how mothers we found mothers more often play casual games in that survey, and a lot of that like we talked about how they have um. Mum guilt, or like they only play Mm. when they feel like everything else has been done. Do you think that's part of why they're playing the free to play? Like if they feel guilty about, Mm. do do you think that kid
4: about making the purchase? Do you mean as in like yeah, like they've invested money, yeah, yeah,
2: like an initial upfront cost? They might go, oh, I could spend that money or whatever. Like if they're feeling guilt towards Mm. the gameplay. But maybe once they've spent X amount of hours in it or whatever.
4: Whereas free to play is almost like guilt free in a in a way because you haven't put any financial investment in it. You
2: haven't made a commitment, have you? Yeah. So you haven't said I'm gonna pay this, you know, hundred bucks or fifty bucks or whatever.
1: So my head goes when you say that. You know how we were also talking about there's that mobile game that's coming out where basically you mine NFT. No, not yeah. You might no you mine crypto, right? So you're getting paid to play the game. So in that aspect, <laughs> is, would there be a genre
4: of game for people in that kind of position? It's, it's called it's called play to earn. That's what this new stuff is called—the NFT play stuff of, of playing to, to earn. But that's
6: work. That's work. But, but, again. Yeah, but yeah. Like yeah. If, if you want to relax and play a game, and it's like you're playing to earn, maybe it just maybe feels they'll set like up you're but, call a college. Yeah, yeah. this is this sure. is the beauty of games. It's you've got
4: audiences. These are all different customers you know these are all different types of gamers and different types of players in this huge thing it's not just free That's to play It's play yeah. to earn sound like the amazon business model or something <laughs> like that <laughs> like <laughs> jeff bezos being like
1: play to earn play your job to earn the right to go to the bar <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's
6: like ready player one
1: yeah, yeah like, I, of course, I'm joking. But there's they're yeah, yeah. something you know, was, about
4: that term, play to earn, seems kind of... And we t- we touched on that the other episode of how people have been playing these games and making a living off of them. And eSports, mm. I mean, you could say eSports yeah, in a way totally. is kind of like, you know, if that's your job and you do that professionally, you are playing to earn in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. But so how do we... So circling
1: back to the the mothers feeling like guilty like how does is there a system that needs to be devised for a casual game in this example we're talking mothers to not feel guilty playing a game because it's a free game based on how much they play that's more than candy crush you know where they're just showing them ads like it has to be something a bit more stimulating let's say
2: yeah, I, I feel was, like the uh, ads would make you feel guilty, wouldn't they? They'd be like, Oh like I'm wasting even more time with the ad <laughs> <laughs> But
3: I mean I think about it, think about the other things that uh people of this demographic would do when they're sitting at home. It could more than potentially be watching some drama on TV or going through Facebook in that regard. What if we made a game that played to that aspect of a very short two to five minute cycles like those uh uh who are the guys that made the Borderlands um react play series
0: you talk talking about like tales from borderlands
3: yeah those are those are the okay. ones yeah, yeah can you imagine so like two point, five point minute... click adventure kind of
4: telltale the telltale games yeah yep, those are
3: the yeah. guys um imagine if we did something similar but for mobile gaming and then monetize through the release of those little episodes yeah mm. Mm.
4: this was yeah this was uh something that I had worked on actually was uh, trying to make episodic games in that way. And I think that is uh, like we've had a uh, a guest on from Mini Mammoth who does uh, casual games. And one of the games that they were working on in in future is to have uh, episodic games and and releasing it as that being the model where you actually charge per episode as it comes out. So I think it is. What was the
3: reason that Telltale Games fell at the end of the day?
4: uh, I think it fell. Like, I don't remember, but I think it might have gone bankrupt in a way. And I yeah. think that was as a result of Wait, I mismanagement. they not really well. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they yes. went bankrupt. They, they went bankrupt. I can't remember
2: they why. had this.
3: They had this huge. Um, Huge issue and huge controversy at one point, but I couldn't remember what it was for. The, the, yeah, the thing, in twenty eighteen.
4: The thing, I yeah, but they, 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 I think they uh, ended up. They're continuing on in in a way, but I think it's another company that's purchased their assets and licenses and then rehired the original yeah, developers yeah, yeah. in like yeah. a contract basis or something. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, they had a really cool. Oh, sorry, they had a really cool. Um, set up the way they did their, they organized their teams and had like one, I think it was like one designer, one narrative person and and I can't remember, like maybe one programmer and they led the team in a way. Anyway, side topic, it but sounds yeah. sounds cool. Really cool. Mm.
2: But that's like with, with Hannah, when we were developing Hannah, the target demographic for Hannah was like a huge part of it was people who maybe don't play a lot of games. So that's why we had that kind of um it's like self-paced so like it's like a, if nobody if you don't know it's like a chatbot style game um, where it messages you but if you don't reply she'll just wait until you do reply to her so you can mm-hmm. kind of stop and start it when you want to play so like in that casual game style it doesn't kind of force I imagine you, if
3: so. you had one of those conversation partners that harassed you instead Hey, why aren't you spending time with me? I, gonna,
0: I can see that you I can see that you've read that message.
2: <laughs> left on
6: test. Yeah. I um I, I think that like that style of game is something that Game Pass is really good for. And I think my, uh, Microsoft should market that like a little more towards that side of gaming. Like you mentioned the whole you know guilty gamer thing, whereas if you just got the subscription you can try, like, 100 games, and if you hate most of them, then that's fine. Mm. Like, either way you've spent the time. You clearly mm. never had
3: one of those 51-game cartridges on the NES back in the day.
6: Uh, <laughs> all, of, all of them were
4: rubbish, maybe one or two games on yeah, the NES. but you'd find that one yeah. game that's
1: worth every penny. Gonna be. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's an interesting it. point, though, Pat, with that, because, um, and then, you know, if, if games all move to streaming, so we don't, and, you know, to your point as well, Dr. Damo, If it moves all to streaming, we don't need to buy physical copies, right? You know, like the need to buy DVDs. God, the fucking shows how old I am. Need to buy Blu-rays, HD DVD, whatever it is, is like diminishing. Yeah, I don't know. I got some weird format of solo that I can't play in my regular things. I have to use the Blu-ray. I don't know what it is. Um, But it's all moving into streaming, right? So the need for these physical copies are getting less and less. So if games have already proven to go that same way, Google messed it, but then... Google, uh, Xbox next year is coming out with, um, X cloud. So Susanna, would there be a guilt? Um, is there a guilt with Netflix? Like yeah, on, what Pat's saying about the subscription model. If there's a, if there's not a, if it's, if it's that, and then not also just not having a physical version, um, just being able to, str- I don't I don't know why I feel like the streaming is important. It feels like that's a piece in there mm. somehow, but,
0: um, yeah. It's just I think there. It's a
2: subscription model, yeah. Subscription It's, yeah, I don't it's know. probably
0: the low, low commitment thing, I'd imagine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there might be. We found might, it was
2: games, yeah. I yeah. think, that were creating the guilt. But like the there, idea of games. Was anybody around
3: during In that time pushing? when Nvidia first released the uh, Shield series and the GeForce Now series, right? Mm. They tried to go down this uh, subscription micro game uh, streaming platform service, but not many picked, people picked it up at the end of the day. Mostly because it required specialized hardware to do this.
4: Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that yes. was that was requiring a, an NVIDIA GeForce card to access that?
3: Um, if you were streaming oh, the from the desktop, you needed a GeForce PC. And if you were streaming to a device, you'd have to have one of their oh, uh, was... NVIDIA Tegra chip enabled yeah. mobile phones, I think.
4: The NVIDIA Shield, I think it was, wasn't it? It was like a, de- mm. uh, a home... Like, yeah, you know, one of those. Box. I had one of
3: those when I was in Japan. Fantastic little thing. Yeah. Um, But now that we're moving away into a generalized space, maybe now's the appropriate time to be streaming games. Especially, well, maybe it might not be accessible to Australia with its terrible internet speeds. Mm. But usually you can yeah. stream this kind of game over the internet. In fact, I did this once when I was on the way to the airport in Japan, just via the mobile phone streaming XCOM straight to the mobile phone from the uh, the cloud might be a good way to go. Mm. Yeah,
4: have you? Has anyone ever played uh, Minecraft Story Mode on Netflix?
2: Yeah, it's cool. That's
4: a Telltale game originally, and then they, port- they ported Netflix? that to Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. <laughs> How,
2: How do you like play it um, on Netflix? Well, Is it? It's just kind of like Bandersnatch. Point? Yeah. You know, like with Bandersnatch oh, okay. where you I choose... I was wondering uh, that. But it's yeah. a, like a Minecraft adventure and you choose your player and yeah. like, you, you know, which Alex do you want to be? And it's got like a choice of Alex's...
3: So in other words, they Alex. use yeah. Bandersnatch as a test bed only to release Minecraft later. <laughs> mm. well, yeah, well, that's. I, th- I think that
4: was one of the... I think that was one of the last projects they worked on before they went bankrupt, Telltale. And because that was a, that was a game that came out on Xbox and, and everything else. And then Netflix must have convince them to uh experiment and and try to port the game over to to their platform and i think they might have even had another one on there as well in that way but um yeah Mm.
2: and it's it's kind of like um it's kind of like an interactive well it's an interactive narrative but it's got the aesthetics and characters and the style and of minecraft so you know there's creepers and you have to run away and So you choose to go left or right to run away from the creepers and and all that sort of thing.
4: And the the beauty of that is that it doesn't actually play the game. It's just all videos, I'm pretty sure.
3: It's like
2: those VHS. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's animated, yeah.
3: (laughs) So they play like pre-recorded variations of the real-time rendered scenes that the games used to have then. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Yeah, Fascinating granny's garden mate granny's garden was where it was at
2: (laughs) i (laughs) miss granny's garden wait what is hold up what is this
3: i don't know
1: oh this was like when we were kids like um the epic click (laughs) it was it's what i always think of bandersnatch it's like the you know choose
4: your own adventure adventure.
1: yeah i don't know why you're a kid early interactive
2: narrative yeah
1: yeah (laughs) like back in the dos days interactive narrative that's 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 old love it that's right.
2: It was on the uh, BBC microcomputer if uh-huh. anyone's interested. <laughs> I think oh is. yeah look. Okay, so I went to primary school in England and uh, Granny's Garden in case nobody knows. Oh my God. Granny's Garden <laughs> wow, that's was a uh, no. Yeah, Granny's Garden was um, a first introduction to many to computers for many school children during the 80s and 90s, so Wow. That's,
3: that's awesome. probably why it means that's so awesome. much
2: to me, I guess. Yeah.
3: yeah. Are you one of those
2: Yes, huh? I believe I am.
3: <laughs> oh, right. That's <laughs> That's pretty the,
5: pretty
2: test, pretty. the test case of <laughs> Granny's Garden. No, yeah, um, yeah, I do it remember works. playing that at school. That's pretty exciting. What I about the developer else, well, of
0: Granny's Garden just listening in now and they're just like, yes, it
2: works. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A, a kid grew up to become a games lecturer and designer. I did it.
0: <laughs> My master plan works. <laughs> uh,
2: uh,
0: but we had uh, a question two computers for else.
2: in the school. And uh, they were all these, you know, these little things and they were covered and um you had to put the dust cover back on when you used it oh, when the teachers. Wow. Were like, <laughs> man, the teachers man. walked around and they were all like, you know, don't mess it up. Like what man, are you doing? Like Get a that drink out of here. Or something.
4: Yeah. yeah, literally a sewing machine, right? It's like that <laughs> with the dust cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah, had two probably- of them.
0: They're probably too heavy to steal as well. So like yeah, stealing yeah. computers yeah, for, for like schools was not an issue <laughs> back then. <laughs> a
3: phrase that means to... The first thing we talk about is stealing equipment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, we talk about a lot of things on Cafe bullies, and it's all somewhat related, distantly, but somewhat related to video games. <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> and it's all crime. It's all crime. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it
3: was only in the like local 60%. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> the local newspaper headline recorded,
2: was like, right?
3: so primary for school gets two computers. For those watching via the video, I've got up on my screen I don't know if it's been enabled, yep. but this is yeah, yeah. the so BBC it is.
4: microcomputer. BBC microcomputer.
3: Oh,
2: there awesome. there it is. Oh, wow. Where's the dust cover? Oh man, their, their teacher's going to be pissed.
4: Is that
3: just plugged uh, into this, a CRT? This gigantic thing you've got here, you mean?
2: Uh, there we go, look. That's so for it. people just listening,
1: two. it looks like it's just a chunky keyboard and then you have to bring your own TV.
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. We had a giant monitor like awesome.
4: OG Apple. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks good like, like an Apple, Apple II. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's I don't I don't know if you saw it there on the far left there, someone it looked like someone had made one out of a Raspberry Pi. <laughs> oh
4: wait, <what>? hold <laughs> hold They had Like there's a vintage
0: like dust cover for your Raspberry Pi version.
3: Oh yeah. Oh no wait wait wait. Hold up. No, he he John might be on the money there. Let me share that tab again. <laughs> <laughs> We're go- we're going into this. We're diving in deep, boys.
0: <laughs> that's that's fantastic. I I got a Raspberry Pi recently, and it's like the first thing when you get it, you're like, I could do so many things with this. <laughs> And then you kind of freak out and then, like, you don't know what to do with and it. It's just, like, so many possibilities. <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> you've entered stage two of the acquisition of new hardware. You're, you're at to reach stage five where we've put it aside and we don't even look in its general direction because we haven't done anything with it. My, well,
0: I've, I've turned mine into a digital photo frame on a TV, which is never on currently yeah. <laughs> because after I set it up, I realized how little time I actually spend at my house. <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> Oh what
2: stage right. in that is permanently wearing the hardware, just asking. <laughs> uh,
3: that's when it succeeded and has like exited the, those five, six layers of hell for hardware. <laughs> uh,
4: no, this, this is what
3: I was saying about me having, uh, where's my super suit earlier? Because Susanna popped me up as like, can you come on? I don't have a microphone. What's the thing around the house that's got the microphone? The backpack PC. <laughs> uh,
0: for people listening in if you haven't seen Dr. Damo's suit well, what do you call it is there a name for it exoskeleton surely. it's called
3: the Ski, but that's referring to the backpack itself
0: alright how would you describe it Dr. Damo for if, if someone sees you walking around Adelaide in this what are they expecting <laughs> to see
3: if anybody sees me around Adelaide they know what kind of spectacle it is but basically <laughs> the hardware itself it looks like a pair of extra glasses so if you have a a kid four eyes in high school that's probably a good reflectance on the six eyes version then you combine that with the the pc which i look like i'm wearing a bulletproof vest only the back is protected and there's just a pc sticking out of the back of it does that get hot does your back get hot no not really to it's be honest insane. i wear this thing every day when i'm working
0: all right, I do have to ask, have you ever tried going through airport security? I
3: Actually, I'm going to have that problem very soon. I've been tempted to walk in like a week or two ahead of schedule and be like, look, I need to speak to security guys because they're going to have a million questions. It's just <laughs> out of the way now. <laughs> but the staff have told me the batteries are okay as long as I keep them protected. The PC is okay. I just need to let the security know that I'm going to be walking through something. Yeah,
4: right. <laughs> there you go what's
2: it, what's it awesome you need, like a plug suit like a Evangelion plug suit to like keep the heat <laughs> off you.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so funny um yep yeah Susanna I want to hear this one because I know Pat and uh Blue Moon Games Marco Vachetti would be very keen to hear this story
2: oh yeah so um interestingly um Hilariously, my, my son, uh, who's 10, told me a couple of weeks ago, oh, did you know the Quest 2 is out? And I was like, yes, we have one right there. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that was quite funny. But uh, <laughs> then uh, I started thinking, yeah, I don't ever really touch that Quest. Um, I probably should. So I started reading more about what's going on on Quest news and what's happening. And uh, course, I read yeah. on a Reddit thread that um, – uh, uh user Rob One uh, has remade well made uh, made a version of uh, PT. So um, remember the the Konami mm, PT I see
0: Pat's
6: face mm, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, which, yeah. <laughs> which
2: was amazing. I got some
6: some PT from that. <laughs> oh,
0: oh,
2: <man>.
6: yeah <laughs> that was um, so cool.
2: Yeah. And uh, now you can play it in quest so i suggest checking that out pat um
6: oh dear this is terrible i'm not sure if i (laughs) want
2: i know i haven't done it yet but uh, yeah i'm not sure if i'll sleep so
3: (laughs) that is terrifying i'm looking at this now but but
0: yeah has has everyone here played pt or seen it yeah i've seen
3: it now Mm,
4: yeah (laughs) i've seen it but never got around to it it's hard to get like you
1: now have to
4: you, you have, have to know someone with a PlayStation yeah. or buy it. Yeah, people Market sell yeah, PlayStation. So, what's the whole backstory?
0: Because uh, Hideo Kojima and someone else was working together yeah, on it. I yeah, like it it.
6: Toro, yeah, that's Toro, right. Yeah, and as this? It was. It was basically the um, the team that's doing Death Stranding. Yeah, right.
4: Mm. And then he got kicked out of Konami at that point, or he left or something, and that was the reason why yeah. PT was basically cancelled. Um, mm-hmm. And then the demo pulled from the PlayStation Store, which meant that you couldn't download the game um, or the demo really. It's not even the game, the demo. Um, and then now PlayStations, you can sell a PlayStation or buy a PlayStation on eBay, which has the demo installed and they're like ridiculously priced. Yeah. Right. I know. And, it's probably the most expensive horror...
2: item I own. own right? like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: this is like, how would <laughs> so you describe I... it? It's like a horror experience where you're walking through a hallway. I only watched it on YouTube because I didn't have a PlayStation at the time. But um you're walking through a hallway and I think each time you get to the end of the hallway, it kind of resets, but like things change in the hallway. Um and yeah. it's slowly uncovering the story of a family who lives in the house, I think. So Yeah,
2: yeah. you don't get a lot of information, but,
0: but it's really good game. for a vibe just storytelling.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: I loved it for that reason. Yeah.
6: Well, the the worst part is it was supposed to be a mystery to like draw people in so that they would play silent hills yeah so and they, they I would really never play silent
2: hills
6: <laughs> was
4: it was it vr from the get-go was it on playstation vr
1: no it's not a vr game
2: no I
4: think. Oh, it okay. was
2: uh, ps4 yeah oh wow
4: well. and um yeah. but and it's uh, the...
2: seven years ago like
1: yeah, it is,
0: and we're yeah, still whole,
2: like, or talking about it. You know, <laughs> the
1: the whole
0: reason it's called PT is playable trailer. I think, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they didn't yeah. even call it Silent Hills demo or anything like that. It's literally just called playable trailer. Well, it was at the PT. end,
1: wasn't so- it? it? It says Silent Hills. Like once you finished the game, it would pop up. I oh, did it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. no one knew what Man. it was. It was supposed to be like you know secret or whatever, and then
1: and then there's been this and whole um, there's this whole narrative culture at the moment that they're working with this company called Blue Box Games to make Silent Hills. And um, it was meant to be coming out like, I don't know, uh, proof four months ago or something. Um, So there's this Twitter page as a group. They haven't made any game, but they're working on some AAA game. And all the clues point together to say that Blue Box is working on Silent Hills. But the guy's like, Put a video out basically like in tears, like we're not working on this, and everyone's like, That's what someone would say. <laughs> like,
5: it's <laughs> an Andrew Garfield movie, yeah. yeah I,
1: saw, <laughs> I saw that on YouTube today. <laughs> Where Andrew
2: Garfield's
0: gonna... like, I'm definitely not in the new Spider Man, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna like, definitely not.
6: Steal. No spoilers, yeah, yeah. No spoilers. I haven't I haven't I'm him, definitely
5: but I'm not,
2: not, not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, so steal. I mean, just there'll be a uh, time to get a VR. Headset before they take this out.
3: No, Did you just
0: search Silent Hill ending? I was oh. just about to play <laughs> that <laughs> game.
5: And what I found oh my god, I've Look never at played this. Silent, this? Silent, Hill team team Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill
0: dog ending, a Shiba <laughs> Inu pup named Mirror controlling everything in Silent <laughs> Hill. Is that real? <laughs> yeah, that's legit.
3: That's legit. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs>
6: It's like a... And they like oh kept that going through like five games. Oh, really? Oh yeah, good. Click like, what's that one on the yeah. left there where it's got like
0: the dog's face superimposed <laughs> over the rest <laughs> yeah. of it. It's like, got the credits <laughs> just rolling over. That is <laughs> the moodiest legit, dog though. I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: legit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's so foreboding. Oh, my gosh. I could see
1: it. Those dogs are always angry online, <laughs> which is hilarious because there's Tofu-chan, who's like the most wholesome Shiva. And yet all the Shivas I see are always just angry Plotting, they're not Silent angry. Hill. They're
3: disappointed. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> they're
2: controlling. <laughs> they're controlling. Is his name James? because they're controlling James. That, this, this kind of
3: this this th- th- that
1: that Oh my god! My my mind's just blowing with this because if you played Silent Hill two, and you know what that's about, it's a really um, bleeped uh, <laughs> narrative. And to say that the dog is contr- like did the dog make him do those things? Like. <laughs> What does that mean? He's controlling you know, everything.
2: I think the dog is really pyramid he's not a good head boy. <laughs> he's inside the dog's body, he's right? He's
3: He's doing oh it for my god. entertainment. It's a pyramid he's the
2: head
6: dog. dog. Oh. It's the <laughs> or is pyramid head controlled by the dog? <laughs> yeah. <head>?
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's funny when Alex said uh, tofu Chan. I wasn't sure if that was another name for pyramid head or something.
3: Oh my god! No, Pat
6: introduced <laughs> me to tofu Chan, and
3: okay, hold on. I'm Everyone needs tofu Chan in their life. Okay, Let's just
6: read. a motivational internet dog. <laughs> yeah. motivational internet dog. <laughs> Definitely need that. <laughs> All
3: right, pinching over doesn't.
6: again. My new one is um, cats in bodegas, so like cats in grocery stores. <laughs> just an Instagram feed of like cats That's just fantastic. sleeping in grocery oh, stores. That was so good.
3: Oh, oh look adorable. at this! This is great.
1: There's a Tofu-Chan lo-fi hip-hop underneath that one. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yes, yes,
3: yes, yes. Oh, it is too. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, so is Tofu-Chan this one specific dog? Or is yeah. it like... Yeah. I imagine yeah, okay. so.
3: Send so me it's, your breasts. it's kind
0: of like the angry cat, but it's like real nice.
6: spiciness and... It's like the opposite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like everything culture. that isn't the angry cat. And <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. oh wow Jeez, that's, that's so motivational alright okay I'm, I'm done being a meme that's being <laughs> something else. let's
5: do it
1: <laughs> but yeah if you've got a quest look, and you're a fan of PTO you always wanted to play it I guess get on it before Playstation puts an end to it mm. oh yeah yeah. did it say Suzanne if it's just the quest 2 I've got a quest
0: 1 that is sitting on the shelf that I need to use for something So
3: you could probably run yeah. it but it might run really poorly
6: mm. okay
2: worth giving it a go
6: uh, I, I'll just run out my Raspberry Pi. <laughs> is it a is it a paid mod or a like a free?
2: Yeah, no, it's just a free user created. It's a user generated, so
4: it's a recreate, yeah, recreation of it.
2: Yeah, he recreated it all in Blender and then relit it, and so it's like lit a lot nicer and less um, scary. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> and it looks. Really- so I
6: still want to play um, Resident Evil Four on the Quest Two.
2: I know. I've oh, heard yeah. that. I haven't checked it out yet, but so I, f- I'm official release? To, to play that.
6: Is that an official release
4: or is that? Like yeah, a, it
2: is. Oh, wow. It's official. Like, awesome. It was really yeah. expensive. Like, I was like, I, I wanted mm. to play it and I was like, what? I can't pay that much milk, for a Steam. when milk, I literally milk, have it right milk, here. Milk,
3: like. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Dr. David? <laughs> milk, 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 yeah. milk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. milk. Hopefully I it'll
2: like, go cheaper.
6: Ugh. I have too many copies of that game. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
2: should we point. find more? Right? Like, <laughs> I, how well, much no, Leon can you have? If
0: you if you do love a game, I think that's a good reason for it. I've that's bought true. Final Fantasy XII on every platform it's come out on. I think. Yeah, you love I've that game. Only finished it on like two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love everything about that game, which uh, is funny because when I first was. played it, I got like bored and then left it for six months, and then when I came back to it, I just fell in love with it. And but yeah so like I have no problems buying it again and again because it's like the amount of just value I've gotten out of that for my life
1: is <laughs> so worth it so, so I've never played okay. any Final Fantasy games my question to you is have you played all the yeah I know, I know Dr. Damer Alex Alex I'm cutting this out <laughs> <laughs> I've got wait, whatever you're about to say. I'm cutting want it out. You this up
5: in the public. it <laughs> 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 knock the damn
1: I, 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 While I'm at it, I've never watched The Lord of the Rings either. I <laughs> mean, oh, Pat knows well, this.
0: okay. We're going to need a whole separate either. show <laughs> for things
1: <laughs> that Alex says This
0: is this is in addition. Okay, Doctor Damo and Pat. The episode started, and you'll hear this when you listen to it. The episode started with Alex saying that he doesn't like any wet food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: This it includes wait, soup. Wait, this includes. Once, like,
0: oh. very wet jam.
6: This includes...
2: <laughs> and marmalade. And marmalade. And
0: marmalade. And marmalade. Jam that and includes
2: marmalade. lasagna,
6: doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Exactly. To which Alex said, Pasta. I can cook lasagna because I know what
4: it looks like, but I don't eat it. <laughs> and, and Alex makes a mean lasagna. I'm very <laughs> Thank <blessed> you, Costa. <laughs> <you go>. Thank <laughs> you. That's <Damn> <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> there so there you it's go. a very dry lasagna oh,
3: then. The, the trick is <laughs> every layer
1: is like the top layer. <laughs> <laughs> um... So is? yeah, you're talking about how you haven't played Final Fantasy. Oh yeah, I haven't played Final Fantasy. Okay, so you said eleven, and there's what up to twelve. God, twelve. Oh man, totally different game. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, is it like I'm a Halo fan, right? So okay, if no, I've played Halo, Infinite, it's implied I've played Halo five, four, three, no, two, one, and all those. Not at all.
0: You can- and honestly, this is a shame because okay, so each game is its own separate story. Mm. Um, so Final Fantasy twelve. So Final Fantasy eleven is an online MMO. Mm. Final Fantasy twelve is its own story. Um, number thirteen is its own separate story. Um, thirteen and two. if there are actual sequels, they'll do things like Final Fantasy thirteen, then thirteen two, and then versus thirteen. I can't remember. It's what, just making what up it numbers. Is, yeah, maybe. Um, Shall we get back to the bats? It is something they should probably maybe look at. It's unfortunate um, that the branding has worked so well for them. Because I think so many people don't play Final Fantasy because they go, "Oh man, I'm so behind. I have to start at number one and mm. like play
6: through." That's exactly why I haven't started. Xbox get away with it. How did, oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, proceed with the Halo game at some five. point. <laughs> What's that
0: Doctor? Or, or, the, or the actual Xbox itself?
6: Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, and the Halo games now. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah. No, that's gets confusing after infinity. But um Yeah, you have to play you have to play the one game forever. Yeah.
2: It's, it's infinite. Oh, yeah.
6: So John, have you then played
1: all the Final Fantasies? Nah, man. You just too was, many?
2: <laughs> I don't know if anybody that. has. <laughs> has anyone yeah, but, ever? Like
1: I, I mean, well, have
0: I've played probably about five or six of them and like, you know, I say number twelve is like One of, if not my all-time favorite game, but I also have only finished probably about three of the Final Fantasies. I've maybe played like six of them. Um, They they don't all hit the same way, and different people have different favorites uh, and all that kind of thing. So they also
3: have vastly different mechanics for a lot of them. Yeah, that's right.
0: That's right. So one thing I liked about twelve was it was the first one or one of the first ones to break from the just. Uh, standard uh, turn-based mechanic. And they actually took a lot of inspiration from MMOs where you kind of like will click on an enemy and then go up to it and start automatically attacking and doing other slash. stuff like that. So, Yeah, and it, it was like, yeah. I'll try not to rant about it because I love the game. But
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You get a sponsorship. Yeah,
0: guys out there. <laughs> Oh, and Speaking of now that Pat's here, uh, has anyone here played the The World Ends With You?
3: I thought you were about to say
0: You wanted to bring that up Everyone should We've already talked about this But uh, Because we were talking about Shibuya And I asked before If anyone had played it And I'm like Oh man I wish Pat was here Because uh, (laughs) Pat loves it so much I think Because you've been making your own Like uh, Fan make Or something like that Haven't you
6: Well I mean sort of Like I've been Making a hack and slash On the side And I'm just like Loading in The world's end with you Assets just so I've got like something aesthetically pleasing while I'm stuffing around with ideas. Yeah, nice. And that game is just... ah. Uh, yep. I could rant about it forever. <laughs> what is it? You know what another when game... When you're I... done talking about Final Fantasy XII, I'll start yeah, talking the, about it. The floor's that. yours.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, has anybody heard of a... Um, it's a robot game that was on the GameCube. Custom Robo. Has anybody heard of this?
0: Uh, yes. I've, I've only seen the trophy in Super Smash Bros. and how it says Japan only. How Why the game did they have a Japan? remake
3: of this? Yeah, I know
0: no, it looked really good. What was it called? If
3: nobody knows what um, custom robot is. You think about it this way: you've got a square arena. You launch two cubes from two cannons, and out come two robots, and the robots fight each other in this square arena.
4: How of
2: I mean, this? That sounds really boring. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: really, I'm must, I
2: must <laughs> <laughs>
6: Is it like Beyblade, but, but yeah, Where's the it? cool what?
2: thing happening? Is it, is Actually, it, you know like what? A... You
3: know what? That was a pretty good arch- I think about it, I'm surprised. <laughs> no, no, I, I it's. Kinda... Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, it did really, it did really well though in Japan. Yeah. I think uh, kinda like kinda Japan, this me. was a
3: nuts, and I've played this over there as well. Like, Ooh, it's oh, this not bad.
4: Okay. This looks like. Um, uh, did you ever play Power Stone on Dreamcast?
3: Right. That kind of feel.
4: Yeah, it's a bit like a... they not a,
3: doing a very great job of being exciting about yeah. it, but... The, no, that's right. like a bat- I'll tell you what, yeah. Dr.
0: Damo, I actually got this and emulated it because I like because you couldn't play it over here. Um, but unfortunately, because it was only in uh, Japanese and my Japanese doesn't exist, um, I got one of the fan patches and it was still... You could not understand anything that was going you on. You the
3: European so. version, though.
0: Oh, there is a European version. There cool. is
3: a European version.
0: All right, well, that's good to know. Did you patch yeah. the Japanese version? I
3: was on? actually thinking to remake something like this one day, to be honest, because I quite like this mechanic.
6: Mm. Yeah, it's, a bit like, it's like a party game. Is it Twin Stick? What's the cubes for? Yeah.
3: The cubes is how you is start it like the game. It it, you shoot the cube in whatever direction you want to specify to check where you want your robot to start, and on the inside of that cube is a number. So if I rewind back, for the viewers watching, it's basically a cannon with a cube launched out of it. You pick where the cube launches, And then inside, there's a number that counts down to zero. And when it counts down to zero, the robot spawns. Like a Pokemon.
1: Uh, Like a Pokeball. Pokeball. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And while it's in the cannon, you have to accelerate or decelerate the time to try to get it to land and spawn at the same time, if that makes sense.
4: Yeah. Mm, Interesting. Mm. Pretty cool. Cool.
1: Uh, for sake of time, we should probably keep moving oh, yeah, on. No, no, I, I, one, 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 more, one more. I just want to hear what oh, oh, this uh, okay. Sorry, I was, <laughs> world ends with you. I don't know. It was so built up at the start. I don't know
6: what world ends with you is.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need to know it.
6: Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> getting it out again. Pat, Pat, how would you describe the world ends with you? this one? It's like if you took something like um, Final Fantasy Magic and stuff like that and just added like street flair to it. Like, it's really, like, Japanese street culture, like, embedded into gameplay mechanics. Uh, Okay. So, you've got stuff, like, instead of equipping armor, you equip, like, different fashion trends. And that, like, like influences how strong things are. So, like, if a brand is popular in the area, um, Mm. all of the, like, weapons and armor and clothing and stuff associated with that brand are more powerful. Because everyone's Uh, thinking about it.
1: That's cool. Reflect 14 years yeah, of wow. Shib- Shibuya culture.
4: It kind of it, it kind of yeah. looks mm. like um, Jet Set Radio and that kind of like aesthetic. Persona. There's yeah. persona. Oh, probably inspiration yeah. there, yeah. yeah.
2: Definitely There's some a, Persona vibes.
4: Uh, graffiti is a big part oh, of it. Like, yeah. You're not doing
0: graffiti, but um, like just an appreciation for the style. Yeah. It's like I mean, the whole mm. game
6: is kind of that style.
4: It's yeah. on the Switch now, isn't it? From what yeah, I can see. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, so The, yeah, the, the Switch version
6: is actually pretty terrible. Uh, <laughs> the Switch version uh, of the original is uh, terrible because uh, it's, it's a touchscreen game and the Switch touchscreen is uh, not the yeah. best.
0: Well, it had, so this is the interesting mechanic of the original because it was on the DS, I think, is that you actually yeah. simultaneously control two different characters in a fight and so you would have to be pressing buttons to control one and then use the touchscreen to control the other and you like when you get good, you're kind of synchronizing and like doing combos between the two of them, mm. which is a mm. mechanic I, I haven't really seen done elsewhere, but they actually pulled it off
6: quite well yeah. without being overwhelming. So.
2: Yeah, that's really yeah. interesting.
5: Yeah.
6: Like um, I think one thing they kept in the sequel is that all of the different abilities, like all the, the like abilities you can equip, they all require like specific styles of button presses. So you sort of get into a rhythm of pressing like different buttons in different orders. So like holding a trigger while tapping a button and stuff like that to pull off like combos. So you feel like you're moving to the beat and the game's like really leans into its soundtrack. Oh, that's cool. It's all about building up like a flow and momentum. So it's like
2: not a rhythm game, but it kind of is in a way. Hey, that sounds
6: like a game I know that somebody's
3: making it will come out very soon. Hey. That sounds a lot like a game I know someone's making it will come out very soon. Looking your way, John. A rhythm game. Uh, be, a, a rhythm game well, that's almost a rhythm game, but not really a rhythm game.
0: Yeah. Well I uh, <laughs> I don't actually know what I can say. <laughs> so, uh, let me uh just look at my contract here. <laughs> um, look, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say the word soon, but yes, there is definitely something in the works. Um, and I will talk about it Potentially on a future episode Once I have official clearance in writing <laughs> Exclusive, <laughs> exclusive uh, yeah. But do get excited for all those things <laughs>
4: Interesting <laughs> yeah.
3: <Good>. Yay, excitement <laughs>
4: Yeah, awesome, awesome
3: Speaking of Did oh, you up, just rhythm. get John fired? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no um, There's another game While well, we're on the topic of rhythm games Doctor Has anybody heard of Rhythm Doctor? No uh, uh, ah, yeah, Wait, was this a, so this
0: was Buddha on uh, this was on Nintendo DS as well, wasn't it? No, they never Doctor
3: made Demon? it for the Nintendo DS. Oh, okay. I know I'm kind of hijacking this cafe, but
0: <laughs> no, that's <laughs> all right. Show, show us Rhythm Doctor, and then we'll go into
3: Rhythm Doctor. Is worth
2: thing. it. Uh, it yeah. Uh, seizure
3: <laughs> warning for anybody that might care about that kind of thing. But here we go.
0: Well, that's all right. Our audience doesn't get to see this, unfortunately.
3: Ah, okay, I I described the game, but it really, guys, go look it up, Rhythm Doctor, That's like five or ten bucks or something like this for the alpha. Note that the on-screen visuals make it look like it's crashing, but that's not really the reality. Oh, Um, wow. uh, You guys have audio, I hope. Yep, can hear that. So, the aim of the game is to press the key on every seventh beat. And then the game does its best to screw with your mind, your internal clock, however it can. So that's visual audio. And I'm gonna just shut up for five seconds so we can appreciate this.
2: I feel like Tool would be really good at this game because yeah, it has a really yeah. weird time signatures. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Super frustrating. I was gonna say, like, I'm so stressed oh, watching this. We're just we're getting, oh, it's just getting
2: started. Like, the narrative is like you're a doctor and you're like, you gotta save the patients by doing this defib by pressing at the right time, but it's like really hard.
3: Hold up, you're a remote intern, and there's a very Sorry, big difference. Dr. There.
0: Damo, do you mind uh just turning off the audio while you're talking? So, I'm, I'm just not sure whether we're gonna be able to separate it from your voice.
3: Yeah. Oh, my bad. Um, so, Susanna yeah. is almost on the money there. It's actually a remote intern.
2: <laughs> uh,
3: when did this come out? I think early... No, maybe if not early this year, then mid this year, they came out of Alpha.
0: So, right. So, this is definitely a COVID-inspired thing then. Oh. Yes, definitely. <laughs> this came COVID out roughly during
3: game. COVID. It was quite yeah. quite interesting.
1: Yeah, right. Awesome. It's freaking me out. Right. It's giving me like yeah. dokey dokey vibes. Like,
5: yeah,
1: yeah it it does. it's it's yeah.
2: got it's got that. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna be the best doctor ever. What? <laughs> now, I need to, play... now I need to. be Adam Jones. I can't count. This so
3: they finally finished a good chunk of the story, and the story mode that they come with. It's every song per stage. It's actually quite beautiful. Highly yeah, recommend well. playing it. Oh, That's
0: awesome. awesome. All right, all right, guys, go look up Rhythm Doctor. And play it for yourself so we don't get copyright infringement.
4: (laughs) Okay, Costa, you have some news for us. Yes, I do have some news. Um, So the International Game Developers Association has recently shared some guidelines on making inclusive games. So this is a document that was published earlier this month through a partnership with igda and also facebook gaming um so some of the core pillars that they listed as i'll I'll just get into this list but some of the core pillars that they listed that makes uh or principles that make games uh inclusive um were world building so this is that the game environment influences user experience so it's important to take into account the cultural and historical features of a certain setting it's also crucial to remember about the correct representation of clothing character appearance and the way they interact with the game world the second principle was around characters so um, creating characters that spark empathy and emotions desired by different groups of players can benefit the story and motivations within a game it's important to carefully work on their personalities, gender, relationships with other characters, as well as their cultural and mental traits. Accessibility is another one. So it's important to make a game that will be accessible for everyone, but developers shouldn't create unnecessary barriers for players. A user should be able to choose button mappings, text size, game speed, and a game itself should be accessible for different groups, including ones with colorblindness and hearing problems. Audience consideration is another principle, so it's important to consider both intended and potential audiences while designing a game and its mechanic, so developers should pay attention to the level of violence, the depth of mechanics, and the language used by characters. Adding additional elements to a game that can be appealing to the widest audience possible might be might also be a good idea. <clears throat> Player character is another principle, so... The more players can relate to and identify themselves with the main character, the better. So developers should offer the full range of traits, including appearance, gender, romantic behavior, um, if the character doesn't have a story-driven set of preferences. Community is another key one. So developers should fight toxic and negative behavior among players, suppress harassment and abuse of any form, and moderate the community of the game. The IGDA also urges students to promote good players and celebrate positive behavior as well as to fast-track feedback from different groups as well. Marketing is also the last pillar or principle that they listed. Um, If a game's promo campaign skews heavily in favor of only one type of audience, the game will only be adopted by a very narrow group of people developers should also consider the reach and audience for any placement or medium and make their marketing language as inclusive as possible. So this kind of touches on what we spoke about last week with um, making games accessible uh, and and also the the uh, yeah making them inclusive and being a, a sort of uh, a medium for for people to find themselves um, so yeah I guess what's everyone's thoughts on this?
0: There's, I really there's like a lot that. to think about there. I was Sorry. looking at the. Uh, that's right. I was just the first thing that caught my eye and ear was the world building one, uh, which I think is really interesting. How they're talking about uh, suggesting that you keep the cultural and historical features, the way that the their clothing, the character appearance, and the way they interact in the
1: game world as accurate as possible. Mm. That feels um, like a, a a response to. What's like a Geshen impact. It was it Geshen impact where they they botched that and it caused like a bit of an uproar? Like they just kind of like mashed a whole bunch of Chinese cultures together, uh, and was, people got real shitty online about that because they they yeah, were more just flair rather than actual cult like representation.
3: With uh, Shenwei, that series. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. That Weird, sounds a lot it? like what happened to the number three there.
2: Yeah,
4: Yeah, I was going to add, where does it, this is maybe a question for everyone, like where does it, where do you draw the line between artistic um, expression and then also say, so in the context of world building, like being or depicting something that's historically accurate or accurate to um, a certain environment or culture. And then where does that, is it, I mean, that's like is that a line that gets blurred or how do you strike that and even even after some of the other points that they mentioned around audience consideration and narrowing your your um, your intended user or intended player um, yeah so where, that would be good dancer, that where's the, the where's going? yeah where's the bridge between actually making a game for a certain audience and then also appealing to a broader audience yeah what do you think so?
2: yeah. yeah I think the key with that is um, well, actually, IGDA have touched on that in this document too. Um, They talk about team building. And it says, a diverse team will innately build a more diverse and inclusive game as team members will incorporate their own backgrounds, experiences, ability, heritage, and culture into the development process and creations. So I think what it comes down to is like we shouldn't, like you're talking about where the line is, but mm-hmm. I think like culture isn't artistic expression. Mm-hmm. Like culture belongs to those who have that that heritage and that background. So we need to consult with those people before we use anything or
5: Mm. employ
2: anything resembling that culture. Mm. So like without, you know, without consulting, I shouldn't make games about what it's like to be anything that I'm not. Mm. Um, And you know, that like, even if like, and that's good writing too. And that's good. Like, even if I'm writing a book about being a 10 year old kid, I will ask a 10 year old kid for sure. Right, yeah, you'll is... consult. You'll ask people. Yeah. It's it's like those. I think if I've mentioned this before, but like there was a, a thing going around about like when a man writes a woman sometimes, and they're like every second word was like boob,
5: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like she boobed boobily across the floor and things <laughs> like that. And <laughs> just go, yeah, no, like we don't think about them all that much. Like, <laughs>
4: <Yeah.
2: laughs> but you just what? you need to consult. Like, yeah, I think it's uh... that. That's what they're and, saying there. And, and that's a really important thing. And
4: there. that's also like in, in user experience, you know, it's getting the, like if you're making a product for a certain person, you need to have their input when you're making the product mm. as opposed Definitely. to just guessing what they're, what they're going to feel or, or want. I think it's a good
0: point and this is, I think it's a real gray area here, but like well, like you say, Costa, where do you draw the line? Um, like I totally agree with uh, getting people's perspective if you're like, let's say you say the game is set in China, for example, but like you should definitely get Chinese people's perspective uh, and input to write that. Um, I, I guess I'm openly wondering when you're creating a fictional universe that incorporates inspiration from a culture or mm. multiple cultures because any any creative product is drawing on previous creative products or real things, um, is there a line
4: where we draw that we is it inspired by it or?
2: Well, I think if it's inspired by or employs elements of, you would still need to consult because there. Are, say, if we're looking at, um, for example, Indigenous culture. Mm. Like, um, I worked on a game with a remote Indigenous community in the Northern Territory, and there are certain stories, like or aspects of certain stories, that can't be told publicly. And yeah. if one of those stories was told publicly, that would be extremely detrimental to members of that community and, wow. like, harmful in such a way. Mm. Um, so I think we, unless you're a part of that community or that culture, you don't know if that might be the case. Mm. So, like, I think there was a case with, um, I think, something like this happened in, um, it was in a recent game um, with uh, some Maori tattoos. Yeah, right and they uh, used, the, I think it was the Timoko, and they used them in a the wrong way in a game mm-hmm. and didn't consult with Maori, and it was really harmful.
5: Mm. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, uh,
2: and it's just like you think like just checking, mm-hmm. you know, like having a consult and saying, no, that's not okay. Like that could have been avoided, and that's just another example of what. Like, it's not hard just have a diverse team mm, get yeah, you know yeah. there, there isn't like i don't think there is a line i think if you're using it at all yep. that's the line yeah, that's <laughs> right <really
0: Yeah. laughs> Oof. i mean there's a similar thing in audio um, and i don't have a clear answer for this but every instrument you use that isn't kind of a synthesizer comes from a culture somewhere um mm. and at one end of the kind of spectrum of just kind of using it and not kind of thinking about it. You could look at a lot of games in the nineties that used a lot of uh, like, we would use the word Tiki, which isn't probably even the proper word, but like if you, if you are looking at a uh, uh, Benjo kazooie or like any Crash of the Bandicoot. kind of platformers that have like, oh yeah, Crash Bandicoot with like mumbo jumbo. Uh, oh, mm. I'm getting confused here, but yeah, all, all the music around that, that uses kind of certain instruments from certain cultures and probably mashes them together from different cultures and look to be honest I've definitely done this in my own music um, and while I've been somewhat aware of it probably not aware as I should have been um, it's it's hard to know I guess it, it's based on the project you're doing and but I think you raise a good point that you should always be mindful of it
2: well, like it was what the, are the
0: roll-on effects the classic Ocarina of Time guff well that was no Well, so that was a real bad one where uh, they used a Muslim prayer sound sample in the original Fire Temple soundtrack of, Ocarina of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Really? Um, and this is when they... Uh, yeah, because they, they just got it off of like a sound pack hmm. that you can buy from somewhere. So which means that original sound pack supplier just had it there um, kind of thing. No, and... The development team, they probably, I, I don't know who they had, but they weren't aware of it. And this is back in the days of Nintendo 64 cartridges where you can't just send an update out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that that's why you have, that's the main reason you have the version uh, 1.0 Ocarina yeah. of Time. And then you've got the 1.1 1. 1 and 1. 1.2 after that because they actually had to change the music to remove that. Muslim Even the symbol on the, char- on the char-
1: mirror shield, like the Gerudo symbol well, back in the day, was uh, straight up the. Um, was it yeah, there? it was the it was the moon moon and the, the moon, star. Was it? Yeah, it's the moon yeah. and the star. Yeah, yeah, My yeah, copy yeah. has was that. that and I didn't know that was yeah. a, a bad thing, because I got like one point two or one point one. And then now that's patched, that's gone. But that's that's a similar thing. It's uh, whose symbol is that? I think it's uh, Turkey.
0: So I think this is actually just reinforcing what you're saying, Susanna. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, it's the Islam symbol. <laughs> so again, it's it's a symbol it's, of Islam, the moon yeah. and the stars, exactly mm-hmm. on the mirror yeah. shield. It's like even if you don't know about it, if it goes out there to a lot of people, then
4: but it, also, it yeah. also, like just touching on what you had said, Susanna, around talking, it also enriches like have like speaking to someone from a certain culture brings things to light that you wouldn't have, you know, if you're looking at it from the outside, exactly. you're going, hey, mm. this is like the general appropriation of, of what this culture is, but it's not. And when you speak to someone from that culture, you, you understand it more in depth and then you understand where there where there's limits, but then also how it like more knowledge can actually make it yeah, can enrich the experience.
2: You'll make a better clients game. I've make with, yeah. With, yeah,
4: exactly. Mm-hmm. All
3: the clients I've worked with in this kind of matter, I've always been well like appreciative of what I end up getting out of working with them as well, right? There's mm. a whole bunch of information mm. that you'd learn if you never interacted with them in the first place.
6: Yeah.
1: Mm.
3: That's a good point. wait um well that
1: that's sorry, go on, Pat.
6: Um that's sort of the thing like people do always talk about what they're like not allowed to do and what they can't do, but like when you think about like the best chefs, the best musicians, the best you know artists generally like they'll travel around and they'll learn from different sources mm. and they'll you know be able to bring in those influences to create something entirely new mm-hmm. from those different areas and if they don't embrace and experience like those different cultures and art forms and things, they're not gonna be able to create something new they're just gonna create like the same pop culture thing that other people have been doing by appropriating stuff. They don't understand. Mm,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I remember, um, yeah. uh, back in uni, we, we never ended up doing this, but Pat no, when we, we were working on a game and, uh, the game focused around like AI controlling a world and creating these like arenas. And we were talking about the idea. It wasn't you or me. It was someone in team coming up with this idea of, um, creating worlds based off of different cultures. And we never ended up doing it, but this was like five years ago. So we never even had these yeah. these chats or stuff like that about the stuff. We, ne- we didn't end up doing it anyway. Like it, it was like a run of the mill. Oh, how about this idea? Oh yeah, that's cool. How about this one? And it was an idea of basically like, okay, well, if an AI is creating these like arena battles, um, it doesn't know. It's basically doing the cultural program. Not cultural appropriation, but <laughs> it doesn't realize it because it's just saying. And that was part of the idea of the AI. But if you, I guess, if you were to do that now, you would have to. You'd want to consult with everyone that you're kind of doing that with, and being like,
5: "Yeah,
1: can we do that?" It's not gonna, because that was the purpose. It, it, but you know, it wasn't a, an, uh, you know, intent was an offense or anything like that. It was an AI that purposely has no idea. It's just saying, "This is a large open space." You know, this is a favela. Um, this is Japanese architecture mixed in with Brazilian architecture, which I guess actually that's another point is like, does architecture fall into that scope? Because, you know, that you've got like Overwatch and stuff like that. They, they'll make sci-fi versions of, uh, you know, ancient architecture and stuff like that. Does that fall into that category? Well, wouldn't part of I that process... if you're a
2: culture who, oh. who, who values that, then it, it would, right, because it could, if place is really important to you in your spaces, but I don't know enough about culture, like other cultures that aren't mine to know that, so I'd want to personally consult mm. to check, do you know what mm. I mean? Because I don't know what I don't know. Mm. So I don't know what is okay and what isn't, so I would consult on anything yeah. to say, yeah. hey,
4: yeah. And I was just going to add, part of that process of, say, designing a world that, takes in like influence from a certain culture part of that research would be either like looking specifically at that and and reading or speaking to experts in that field to be able to understand better about what makes it what's unique in it and what things to yeah to look for so yeah it's, it's why kind it's of that
5: way yeah. why it's
4: that way you know so it's kind of part of that process of, of researching in any way and it's probably the one of the best ways to to get the best insights it's
2: good design yeah yeah <laughs> and
1: it's really great then that idea IG, not IG, igda i should say are, um have put this together because it will you know it'll get those uni students who are saying hmm. can we merge a whole bunch of stuff together to make a cool level and then um it'll get in front of that and be like well actually think about it this way
4: and for those who yeah. haven't, uh, sorry, I was just going to say this, I, we didn't touch on all the things in the document because there's a lot there, but um, definitely give it a read. We'll we'll post the link, but it, it talks a lot about, like Susanna mentioned, team building, diversity, like in-house diversity, um, recruitment, exit interviews, a bunch of different things that you can look at. So, yeah, definitely a good resource.
5: Hmm.
0: I think one thing that's great about it is that Probably a lot of people that are going into making that first or one of the first games are like so focused on just making the game kind of thing and like probably don't feel like they've got the mental uh, load left to kind of look through all these things and so having actually like a guide almost as like a checklist uh, Mm. to reference is probably a great thing to actually have for first-time game developers or... Uh, on first projects. So they're at least, it's kind of there at the very least in the back of their minds to yeah. consider while
1: they're doing it.
5: Because
1: so. mm. even everything on that list, it's it's not like it's asking any extra. It's just telling you everything you're, you're going to think about. Like every game developer thinks about what their community
2: yeah. is going to be. it's kind of like a list of good design, right?
1: Yeah. Like, mm.
2: And then good, like good marketing. It's like, mm. because like the marketing is, you know, how do you make your audience as broad as possible? Well, that's good. Like yeah. good design, right? Because you in- increase your audience, and then you'll have a bigger player base, and that's what you want anyway. So it's like,
1: yeah, who's to do
2: it well?
5: <laughs>
1: like, if, if as a developer who's going, oh, I don't want to think about what, my, how my, who my audience is, or how my community is, I think that's a red flag towards that developer kind of.
2: Yeah. Well
1: What I would
0: love to see, in addition to this, are use cases um of of studios that have kind of successfully implemented some of this stuff. So for example, mm-hmm. like the marketing one where they're saying ideally you want to keep it as open as possible. Uh, well, Everything I've been taught about marketing is about finding your niche mm-hmm. and kind of niching down and not not selling to people that aren't your direct audience kind of thing. That, that was- yeah, and so I'm, how I'm you not, do you do it? Yeah, so yeah. I'm not saying it can't be done but like when I read that, I go... I'm sure it's possible, but I don't know how. And if yeah. there's a use case attached to that where they go, you know, this was difficult, but this is how we did it. Mm-hmm. Then it's like I think that'll add so much more. That no, that's that's, that's
1: of, a that's a real yeah. tricky one because that's like the first thing they teach you in marketing is yeah. everyone isn't your
4: audience. Yeah. Like that's purely contradictory of what marketing is taught. That was the one that stuck out to me as well because I thought, you know, from a UX perspective, you're you're designing for like for certain personas and and yeah when you're when you say that you're designing for everyone it's just not not the case and and that's
0: perhaps part of almost like a systematic problem there where uh, or sort of systemic problem where you've kind of got this other force of you know uh, best marketing or most profit or whatever mm. working against openness and accessibility there and so it's great having it there so then you can use it almost as like an ideal to yeah. all right how do, how do we find that middle ground or the way through where we're both doing effective marketing and accessible marketing? And then kind of yeah. once we've figured that out, then that's great to have that information for other studios to kind of um, yeah. not have to find that path again. And that, so yeah. that kind of
4: probably like like in marketing, I'm guessing there's general principles that apply to any type of audience. And, and maybe it's more from that perspective of, you know, using language that is accessible and applicable to all, um, mm. And and maybe using think you know using uh, yeah principles that are general. Don't do Telstra and put Poggers in your And see, that, that's oh. a perfect example, isn't it? Of of using it's real- not
3: the perfect example. There's plenty of <laughs> other examples that Telstra has done in the past of how you do not do that's cultural right. appropriation. Telstra's oh, really? <laughs>
5: done oh. more. Oh. But,
4: but that's the thing. It's like that's a that's an example of 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 a company using real specific language to target specific Mm. demographic. Yeah, sure.
2: But in terms of the use cases, I know that the game accessibility guidelines, which you can also find online, um, have a lot of uh, examples of how studios have implemented their Mm. their principles, the accessibility principles. Mm. So although we might not have them for the others, we can at least look at those for accessibility, if that helps. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: So, just to go back to that Telstra example, I actually think that's a great example because it shows that they targeted a community without actually understanding yes. the community. Um, not, a not understanding that Poggers was no longer like it was now an offensive kind of thing and also yeah. it was uncool kind of thing. Which no, no, I think no, no, then no. It also matches with that world building thing where it's like if you're going to use yeah. stuff from a culture. At least understand. <laughs> At the very it's least. Like
2: that. Do you remember the Nike made those shoes like a couple of years ago? A few years ago, they made these gamer shoes like Nike, yeah. and they wrote on the side "Have a good game."
5: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: I wish I didn't know about that. <laughs> I just it's looked so that familiar. up and I wish I... Why'd you do this to me? Savannah? Sorry, sorry. That's
0: there. Look, I, I can cut it from the podcast. I can't cut it from your memory. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Nothing ever will. <laughs> oh.
1: That's All it. Right. We are at the bottom might, of the, the thing. What were you going to say, John? Yeah. Oh, oh well, I was, was
0: going to say... say uh, Costa had something else here, which I thought was a great idea. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah well, you yeah. got a well, question for us, do, Costa.
4: Yeah. Well, since we're wrapping up 2021, I thought I'd ask... What are your hopes for gaming or game development? I'll keep it broad in that way. Or predictions in uh, for 2022? And it's something that we can revisit next year. And we yeah. can have a look and see if they panned out. Mm.
3: For me, I'd like to answer the question of what's the next step after game development, right? Because not everybody is a game developer. Well... Let me rephrase that uh, before I get into hot water. Not everybody wants to be a game developer forever. Usually they use this to springboard into other careers. But it's not as natural. Say, for example, if you were doing software engineering um, and then you springboard into, for example, network engineering or some similar field, right? Not many people see gaming as a potential career pathway into something else. Many people have the stigma. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, that's the main I think, point. I, that,
0: right? that is changing very quickly, though.
3: That brings me to the question. Well, we can all go
2: to question. gaming so, high school now.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, that's
0: right. <laughs> so, so, sorry to cut you off, Dr. Damer. Please continue.
3: No, 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 no. You're, you're, I forgot what the original question was now. Something about <laughs> what's you your know, pre- for pre- game development
0: in 2022.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, what's the next What prediction? We're going to end up seeing the next theoretical step from gaming and beyond gaming, uh, game development specifically, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: This sounds Maybe. like a meta a meta post. Yeah, it's like, a meta post. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, beyond gaming. beyond
3: no, that hurts. I, I feel like I just want to jump out of the room now. I'm <laughs> yeah.
5: oh, sorry. I mean, I was hoping for Metal
1: Gear 6,
6: but this your answer sounds more interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kojima's going into network engineering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if he's just like, I'm
0: done with video games. It's like, uh, was it Phil Fish who did Fez? He's yeah. just like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm done he's with video done, games. Yeah. Uh, Hideo Kojima is just done with video games now. Yeah.
6: <laughs> That's it. I've heard people say he's going to move to game, uh to movies. movies. Yeah, so. he's starting a studio. I I cou- he's going <laughs> to make his private
2: games. He's retiring to make private studios. Yeah.
6: <laughs> I think he likes wrong. interactivity too much. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Yeah, But doesn't he use movies as his main inspiration for a lot of his games mm-hmm. and everything?
6: Yeah, but he takes movies and brings in gaming to them. Like Death yeah. Stranding is very much a, a gaming experience and yeah. so is Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. He was like, one of yeah, the first like, person
2: to like heavily use cutscenes in games, like for key narrative elements.
6: Yeah. Right. Yeah, but there's so much gameplay like around that. There's mm-hmm. a lot more gameplay than cutscene. Yeah, um yeah.
2: definitely. Yeah.
0: Sure? Which is awesome though. I kind of so want to sit like, down think, and do a take, percentage
3: analysis. Take <laughs> it <taking laughs> from one
0: medium uh, and kind of like using that inspiration in another is often how like pioneering creative products happen, yeah. which just sounds like Hideo Kojima has done that several times. So. Surely,
1: Dr. Demo, like your prediction or hopes for 2022 has got something to do with AR. That's your, that's your jam, yeah. your area.
3: Oh, right. This is something that people aren't going to see, right? They hear it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ah, yes. So that was, that was actually, Alex is on the point right there. So what's that next step? This is, well, I point to my headpiece as I say this, but this is the next step, right? AR and VR as a potential future medium beyond game development, and there's serious games as well that could be considered Mm. as a part of this. Yeah. I think Susanna would very happily chime in on that
4: aspect.
6: Yeah. 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 Pat, do you want to go next? Yeah, I mean, I like that idea of... um, I see it as a choice if you want to move out of game development into something else or continue with it,
5: because
6: mm. um, it's just another medium really yeah. to express yourself. Um, but my predictions for next year—I mean, I think streaming's going to keep picking up. I think subscription gaming is going to be on the rise. Um, I'm curious to see if that'll sort of take over the the free to play gaming area and it'll lean more into subscriptions. Mm. Like, you know, things like once we can get AAA games on our phones all the time, like, are we going to still have, you know, mobile style games, like those kind of lower file size projects? Yeah. Um, or if it's just going to go to like big budget, but still hyper casual. I don't know.
1: Surely, yeah. I, I think... But
6: that's what I'm excited to see.
1: Yeah. When the st- when uh, streaming takes off, you get what happens with Netflix, where all the studio, like even film studios will be like, all right, now that the test case is done, it's a viable thing. Paramount, now I'm coming out of the game shoot, like a streaming platform just for video games of our IP or something like that. There's going to be so many. Yeah, just for games. Yeah. But
0: yeah. I wonder if
3: we'll end up having a video game crash or something similar to this, like a second yeah. one. As a result of this? I think so. Mm,
0: that would be really interesting.
2: We dig up all the if E.T. We games. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's it. I can't okay, tell you
3: what, if that ends up coming true, we have a video, a movie, like a feature length film made with a lot of us yeah. where we travel back to see you know, the original E.T. games to yeah. revisit the first video game crash <laughs> and compare it to nowadays. That's it. Blockbuster <laughs> Here
4: you should, we go. You can't, you can't bury the <laughs> streaming services. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it you, just, you, it you put the code to it, like a disk
3: drive <laughs> or something and then bury that.
4: Yeah.
3: Or <laughs> uh, like unplugging the server rack would be the equivalent of taking it off life support. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's
5: right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um I actually think uh Dr. Damo, when you're talking about careers in games and moving out of games or moving into games, um, that spawned another thought for me, which is about uh, because video game development is expanding in all directions. You know, uh, like with NFTs and blockchain, or with streaming, and all these different kind of uh, platforms. We're probably going to see a lot of different jobs emerging within the video games industry, mm. which have previously only been in other industries. Mm. Um, and so I know we we're talking on the last episode about how someone in the Discord said they would love to be a IT support, sysadmin for a video game company, which, I mean, that's been there for a while. But, like, we're going to see more niche jobs, I reckon, uh, with, you know, blockchain development, uh, with VR-specific development, VR environmental artists, you know, pretty much anything. There needs to be a specialist involved.
1: Yeah. Mm. Well, with the advent of, yeah, like, uh, listening to something recently, VR chat rooms, like... Mm people are paying uh 3d modelers mainly character artists who can rig and animate to create them avatars in the VR in VR chat which you know like obviously uh character artists have been a thing for a while but this is like a branch for you to go into business for yourself of just you know what you just said you know you're creating these niche things because of a result of where it's all heading mm. yeah Susanna, have you got any any um, predictions, hopes?
2: Yes, I am very optimistic about this year, next year. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm um, I'm hoping that uh, you know this growth that we're seeing and the um, increased diversity that we saw in the um, uh, the Digital Australia report will keep growing, and that we'll get even more diverse teams in games and making games this year, and, and I hope that you know, like if anything good comes out of COVID and people quarantining, it's that we're playing games again and we're remembering how cool games can be and what we can build and what we can, what worlds we can create and what stories we can tell and more of us will do it and more games is better for everybody.
1: Mm. Yeah. That's perfect. Uh, Costa?
4: Uh NFTs? Uh, oops. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's, not sure. to. I already <laughs> okay, said that. Get I mean, out. I mean, on the topic of NFTs, I feel like yeah, a lot of it will be, I think a lot of it will deflate. I mean, I that's my my prediction is a lot of it will deflate because it's, it is a bubble. But I think a lot of projects that are... Um, credible will come out of it and i think mm. i think we'll start to see some of the initial hype around some of these nft games start to come to fruition um and i think probably a lot of other aaa companies will start moving in into that whether they succeed or not don't know Ubisoft. yeah Ubisoft's right <laughs> yeah. um and my hope is that uh, we start to see some more ge- like serious games in in the medical f- field. I know there's been a lot of work and some games that were approved very recently for treating like uh, treating ADHD and things like that. So I'm I'm hoping that there's more of those kind of breakthroughs or more of those kind of games and digital experiences that are approved by um, the well the FDA in the US, but yeah, around the world um, to. Start to be used in uh, yeah clinical settings and that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's my hope for twenty twenty two.
0: Costa, I gotta ask. All right, because you were talking about uh, NFT games that are going to do well. You have to name one right now. Which one should people invest in? <laughs>
5: Which one? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm I'm looking bi- back Busters next year.
0: <laughs> when we play the audio clip next year, I'm what you s- are about to say will either make you a genius or an idiot. So <laughs> <Okay>. Look, look <laughs> I'm super biased
4: honest? because I, I, I... Disclaimer, I do work for a company that does this. But um, Illuvium is going to be one that is going to do hey. well. Let's hey. hope it does. AAA. AAA... Aiming to be triple A um, game NFT game, so check it out.
1: All money on red. That's awesome, Doctor Damo, Just huge sigh right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I I am hoping for I'm hoping slash predicting slash I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but uh, it's the piggyback, I'm piggybacking off of Pat's one of um of streaming, but less of a reliance on, for the for the common person like me who hasn't played Final Fantasy, so this is the type of game you're talking to, um, so from my point of view, less of a reliance on this chip shortage, like, I just want a PS5, I just want a graphics card, like, make it easy for me, I don't care if I don't actually own the PS5, develop the streaming service where I can get it, I just don't want it... I, I don't care about graphics cards i only care because i need one so that's what i want i want a direction <laughs> a where quite... we move in less of a reliance of chips centralize that's... it i don't care stream it yeah wait
5: that's so a your quite... prediction is, you on is that, that you're one, hoping
1: Alex. you'll get a ps5 <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, I,
2: I, yeah you can come look at mine <laughs> you can come touch it <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now there are leaks like and skins, which is just a middle finger to everyone who didn't get one yet. Like, no, I, I, I'm like, like, seriously, like, I think, you know, I think, uh, you know, this last couple of years have, you know, highlighted a lot of fragilities in different marketplaces and how things work. And, you know, it's a cliche to say, Oh, it's making us take a step. Oh, I really helped my arm. Um, it's making us take a step back to um, think about how we do things. Well, Look at, it, look at what it, it, it's not just one thing that causes this chip sort just we found out it's a whole bunch of things. But at the end of the day, it's kind of a thing of where they've gone. Okay. There's a, you've highlighted an issue. Um, my issue is I just don't care. <laughs> like I just want it. So in my case, uh, centralize it, you know, stream, just provide good internet. And let me stream the games. That's, that's what I want. I want to move into just- more of a culture that takes the reliance out of, you know, I'm also an advocate for the self-driving cars. I'm uh, just just make it easy for me. My end goal isn't to drive a car. My end goal isn't to build a PC. I just want to enjoy the product.
3: Might have to have a word. Have with you the, seen uh, Wally?
2: <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> I don't want to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tell me though that, see, that they're not living life to their like their life. To their <laughs> oh, they're source, definitely
3: yeah. living their yeah. life. See, that's just the not the like, way you would think, right? <laughs>
6: <laughs> like so, something like Wally implies that people want the convenience so that they don't have to do anything mm. rather than they want the convenience so that they can focus on what they actually
4: want yeah. to hear
2: about. Yeah. I think there's
6: yeah. an important distinction there. which, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. which is, is true
4: like, that's a good point. which is to sit there and do nothing which, yeah.
2: which is to have time to play video <laughs> games <laughs> and not feel guilty right
1: <laughs> exactly yeah like um yeah it's <laughs> everyone's told me the PS5 is great <laughs> I still don't have one you know so I, sorry. I think the sort of people here <laughs> yeah, that Pat. do have
0: them. Pat, Pat, you got one, don't you? <sighs>
5: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. In the background, I went over the other day and I saw it. I actually got to see it. <laughs> I'm gonna
5: edit in
3: uh,
1: just the sound of Alex crying, whimpering. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry, uh, Doctor Damo, what were you saying?
3: No, I'm pissing myself laughing at this conversation. You keep going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. We've done our job. That
1: yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, we'll come cool. back in a year and we'll see if uh, everything we
4: said came true.
0: Yeah. Um, and is that our poll for Into yes. the next yeah. episode? Yeah, let's make that for the, poll. the community.
4: Yeah. Community yeah. poll. So, um, what are your it's... predictions or hopes for gaming or game development in 2022?
1: Mm. Yeah. And we were
0: going to yeah, hold you accountable
2: Discord and have an answer.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I guess now I should actually join that Discord, shouldn't I? Do you know? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God! Yeah, you got, <laughs> got one of the admins right here. You that.
0: Pat's about to take you through the steps of joining the Discord. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is a link.
3: I'm surprised
6: that I I'm haven't sure. seen
3: like a hundred spams from Susanna right now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're gonna spam you with it.
0: So. Incoming. Uh, <laughs> awesome.
3: Well,
1: all you guys, yeah, you guys have a awesome New Year's. We'll see you. Uh, in the next year uh dr demo pat costa john susanna it's awesome thanks Thanks for having me and alex no and and it's been fun um but yeah anytime and um other people come join the cafe everyone else listening have a great new year see you over in the agd discord catch you there See
2: see you next year
4: Bullions is hosted in Adelaide, South Australia. If you know of anything happening or would like to reach out to us or have a chat, you can find us on Twitter at LiveBooleans or by emailing us at hello at